deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's face. I'm still convinced he's saying head. You're always convinced of head. Oh! Roll the theme! <laughs> Not as you mean to go. Filth, 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 filth. Get it out of the door, will ya? That, that is the yeah, other cool thing. Hey! <laughs> cool Jay Wait, wait! A third voice! From yonder! <laughs> I thought people could finally hear that in the monologue. Oh no! Do it. Do it, Matt. <laughs> oh god! Zip! <laughs> <laughs> Theatre of the mind. I really, I really hope there's a weapon in this pants. Um, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome God. to Big Damn Cast number 672. I am the winter solstice. I am the beginning and the end. The alpha and the omega. I'm hump day. <laughs> Charlie's back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Charlie, welcome back to the Big Damn Cast. Thank you. We, kept it, we kept it lukewarm for you. Yeah. <laughs> We kept it tepid for no, they're still, they're still in like nice ass indentation here for yeah. me. Getting, getting nice and comfy. Which is weird, because he doesn't sit like a normal person. He does a handstand. No, I corner. perch. Yeah. He perches. Welcome back to the <laughs> most for action. room temperature podcast on the internet. Yeah. Oh, can, can we kick it? Probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, we can certainly try. Hey, give it a good old go. <laughs> the old college try. Oh, um, we, we, are, we are full of meat. We are. Um, which is not meat. a euphemism as far as we're concerned. I mean... Take it however you like. That is a euphemism. Uh, um, stop. We, 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 we got back from... Uh, from You're a bad person. From a local burger joint. And mm, we are I... absolutely stuffed full of mince. But we, we are still going to... Plow through the mince. Stuffed like a pepper. To deliver some... Yeah. Yeah! Ooh! Mm. Oh, I'm hungry again now. Oh, God. I'm not. Should we, should we pause? Should we just, just, just go for lunch? Go back? So, sob this. We'll just go, leave. Let's go for now. brunch at quarter to ten. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go for a, a 9.45 brunch. I think Tim Hortons is still open. It's a drive-thru. It'll be all right. There's a Tim Hortons here? Yeah. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Seriously? Right, hang on. Uh, the homogenization of the, the global food eateries. I've been to Tim Hortons. <laughs> Pretty fucking great. Okay, everybody ignore the question I'm about to ask. Where in Greater Manchester is Tim Hortons? I didn't drive there, I can't remember. Oh. It's like oh. the Regency Road area. Oh, okay. oh, so it's in Greater, it's in Central Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. We need to get a sponsorship. Anyway, <laughs> as I was saying before Ooh. I was so rudely interrupted, By I've Hortons. got an emergency bulletin. An emergency news bulletin. Breaking news. This just in. From DC Television. <laughs> Oh, Chris, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Do I need to take my drink off the table? Lois Lane and Lex Luthor to lead Metropolis TV series launching in 2019. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Produced by Gotham's John Stevens and Danny Cannon, it will be set prior to the arrival of Superman. <laughs> Ordered a director series for DC's as yet unnamed digital service with a 13 episode order. Metropolis will investigate the world of fringe science and expose the city's dark and bizarre secrets. This Hollywood trade, this is from Variety, the Hollywood trade also adds that the show was originally pitched to Fox to act as a companion to Gotham. Both shows follow thematic revisiting of classic DC heroes' origins, as well as being named after a DC fictional city. 
That began with the early 2000s CB, uh, WBCW show, Smallville. So once again, DC and Warner are going, we can't do Superman on television. No. Despite having done it several times before. Yeah. We can't do Superman on television. Despite actually doing it in Supergirl. Supergirl. And it's pretty good. And it's working really well. Tyler Hunklin is is actually a pretty cool Superman. And his chin is a phenomenal performer. And in those heels, he's asked an half pop. (laughs) That's true. Like, is this because they're still in that same kind of, um, uh, not John Waters, what was that producer's name? Uh, John Peters. John John Peters. Peters. It's in that same John Peters where, like, Superman's dumb. People don't know. People... Like, get rid of the Superman well, no, part of Superman. Let's focus on the city. And they're the doing pe- a fucking Krypton show. Yeah, like that's the one I'd heard of. Not yeah, Metropolis. yes, like, this, they're doing I, a Krypton show so got, of like his great grandfather. Yeah, that, um, I, that was the one I was. Yeah, aware of. Adam Strange is in that as well. My friend like, Rasmus is in Adam it. Strange. He can't tell me anything about no, it. No, not like Adam Strange is not a dude. We know Adam Strange the character. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no but I just, I'm saying like, that's the only thing I know about Gotham. Is there someone's in it? And all he's told me so far is it's been cool to make. That well, sounds not, like not... someone who hated it. Yeah! Diplomatic. Oh no, it's, it's been fun. It's it was fun more a passing answer about, uh, my question, to be fair, my question was, how have you, how have you found it? So his answer was, it's been cool. It just to came make. through on Spotlight. So, like, being cool I think, to, I think but it, being, I think, saying it's been cool to make yeah. means that he is aware that it's going to be terrible to watch. I, I, not, think... I am not putting words in anyone's mouth. If I, Goth- I am. If, <laughs> if, if Gotham is any indication, <laughs> this is gonna fucking suck. Oh, so God. I thought well, you'd, I yeah. thought you'd enjoy that, Christopher. I thought I'd do. We know anything about who Lex Luthor and Lois Lane are? Uh, I don't believe so. How old is Lois Lane? That's the question. Pre Superman. Are they going for the the Mar- the Margot Kidder like Superman the movie version where she's clearly a bit older? She's like going to be twelve. Older. She's going to be twelve. Oh, is, she, is that what it's it No, it doesn't say anything about them. Um, um, I I mean I I I can say as someone who avoided Gotham like plague as well you should have done it I will continue to do this I've watched a single episode of Gotham and along with a couple of like bits and pieces here and there and just been like this Mm. is garbage in your Joker series garbage I I keep being asked I know I remember I remember you playing a clip of um, the because he's not even called Jerome Jerome Mm. and I thought this of this 15 second clip that I did see of it is like this, this kid looks creepy. He looks all right. He, like, mm. it seems... He's having a ball. It's yeah. just the... Like, the whole kind of premise of it. And, like, I, I'm just, well, I just can't muster up any interest. Just they make they, fucking, they, they keep show. bringing him back. He was like, in one story in series one, which you could get away with it being like, oh, who's to say if it is the Joker? But, it could, like, the way it's done is like, oh, it could be. Okay, fair enough. Really? But then they've brought him back every series for either a one-off episode or like a four-parter. And he's been doing Joker thing. And this is why people keep saying, why are you doing one for him? It's like, because the producers have said he's not the Joker. This is the birth of that thing that will eventually lead to someone well, being yeah, like, I'll I, do that, which takes agency away from the actual Joker. I saw an article. That's alright, because all the other villains have been in it. I saw an article the other day where one of the producers was like, yeah, no, the Joker's totally going to be in Gotham because Jerome isn't the Joker. But we're still going to do Joker. But why? Like, Gotham is set, and Bruce is still a child. He's, he's, he's in mid-teens now. Yeah. now I think he started his training. He started his training in Gotham. 
Um, oh, it's still going. Batman villains who've been in. Oh yeah, yeah I assumed it's, it's in like season oh. four. People fucking love that show. Man. Batman oh, villains right. who've been in the show that I know of that have been in the show essentially as their fully formed versions or near enough, like they're doing what their adults. They've just recast Scarecrow. Uh, yeah, Scarecrow. Yeah. Why the? I don't know. I didn't read the full article. I just saw the headline. Okay. Well, he was much younger when he first appeared, but his dad was basically doing fear experiments. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Riddler is in it as a crime investigator becomes a criminal. Penguin's one of the main characters mm-hmm. with a lead performance from Robin Thingy, who's apparently genuinely great to watch. I have no doubt he is, but that show's still garbage. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the outsider in the um, <laughs> Dishonored series, isn't he? I don't know, I've not actually played any of Dishonored. Um, but he's, he's yeah, apparently he's good. Uh, Gore, uh, Bullock has been with Gordon and Bullock at the start of the show was a corrupt cop. Yeah, it's, um, completely ruining the appeal of Bullock. Donald Logue, isn't it? Like, which is, he's not a corrupt He's a jackass, but he's not corrupt. Like, he's one of the few that you can He trust. looks like a corrupt cop. Like, you, he doesn't look trustworthy. I mean, even Tim Burton's isn't. movie, like, they were like, Bart was going to be Bullock. The, um, Eckhart was going to be Bullock. Yeah, Bullock. Yeah. And then they went, and someone at DC went, no, Bullock's not a corrupt cop. So they changed the name. Because that, that's what I thought the show was going to be. Was it going to be like the G- well, GPD? Gotham Central yeah. was what it was was what it was what pitched as, apparently. Right, the Gotham that, Central series. So, so set during Batman's time. But right, the show... Yeah. the seeing show the aftermath and seeing the effect on, on yeah. the police. Well, their, yeah. their perspective on why he isn't seen as the kind of knight shining on the... Like that, what yeah. I thought would be interesting. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's sort of like... There's, there's the book it was based on originally, set during his time. Yeah, um, like... And it's a great CSI idea. Gotham, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I would be into that. And you you dip into... And that would be a great excuse to have Batman pop up in it occasionally. And like, I guess the problem is you get everyone going... Well, not everyone, but you get a lot of the fanboys going, I want to see Batman every episode! Well, I want to see Batman yeah. all the time! That's it, what makes the villain's appearances unique. Because right. like Joker appears in one story in volume two. Like the Joker's in one. And he's just... he's in the, They have to look after him, essentially, during the thing. He's just yeah. sat in the police station like, Okay! Like, you got mm. me, and I'm going to take some stuff. And it's like, imagine that being like your mid-season finale is a two-part story with yeah. the Joker in it. Like, like, that would be amazing. Like the police station stuff from The Dark Knight without yeah. Batman. Yeah. That yeah. And like the effect cool. that these, two, this escalation has on regular people. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that would be interesting to And me. there are certain villains you could totally do without any problem. Like, you're not going to really need to kill a Crocs, but you can do like Two-Face. You can do Catwoman stuff like this. But in Gotham, Catwoman, Selena Kyle's a teenager. Yeah, she's, she's the same age as Bruce. She's basically yeah. Catwoman anyway, mm. like, in terms of, like, the amount of scale of the crime she's doing, the fact they know each other. Uh, there was a girl called Ivy Pepper in Series 1 who retro... not very imaginative with these names. <laughs> who retroactively they've now called... With these names on the end of that sentence. Retroactively they've now called her Pamela Isley and through some chemical stuff she's increased in age. So, so Poison Ivy's in the show and she's in, like, her mid to late 20s now, even though she was 10 when we first met her. Sure. So they can, so they can have her be seductive, yeah. like villains. Yeah. Like what? But yeah. it also means yeah. that when she fights Batman, she's going to be like in her fifties and knackered. And <laughs> I you know, know what I mean? Like she's going to be like an oak by that time, an ancient oak. Freeze oh. has been in it. Oh, back. Mister Freeze has been in it, like full blown cryo suit, like no helmet, but like goggles and thing, keeping him at a cool temperature. <sighs> the Mad Hatter's been a big villain in it. Um, they're just like they're just they're just ticking off all the boxes, and you're like. Why? The thing is, yeah. it's like uh, why? It's like you're saying uh, uh, that escalation, the effect it has on normal people. That's an interesting jumping off point. Yeah, of like stories. at the end of Jer- when Jerome dies, spoilers in series yeah. two. People who who've sort of followed his thing on TV, watching his his thick sprees, go nuts, and he gets like a band of followers. But one of them played by David Desmolchin, 
who helps who helps who helps resurrect him in series three because you go strangers in series three doing fucked up experiments on people and jerome gets resurrected but prior to his resurrection to try and inspire his followers to small chin cut off his face and wore jerome's face whatever to like rally up his followers and then of course jerome becomes alive is alive again to take back the face and staples it on so yeah. you've got the death of the family style mm-hmm. joker mm-hmm. and then he sews it back on and they do a whole Haley circus thing See, with him as the ringmaster and it's just like the thing the problem why? is with all this stuff is he appeared in the mid-season finale in uh, yeah, November yeah. summer he's in Arkham now and he's got the the end game like shaved sides of the head yeah. his face is all healed but the faint scars there and his lips are big and red and it's like just just do if you're going to do the Joker just do the Joker you've done all these other villains just do it and we'll care as as little as we do already. Just, mm. just, but, but like Metropolis and Gotham. But the problem is, is that all just this, tell these stories. Mm. All this escalation ah. is sparked off by the arrival of Batman. Mm. Yeah, this show is like, saying that he's he is what, just he's just a band aid. Is what this show's but, saying. No, he'll, he'll come he up causes it. Yeah, like he fucking causes the problems he ends up trying to solve. Luther That's isn't the, a mad scientist before Superman arrives. He's a corrupt businessman and a bit of... No, no, but I mean, like, in, well, the, yeah. in the modern context of Luther, he doesn't start going unhinged mm. until Superman arrives on the scene. Because That's suddenly... That's what kicks him into overdrive. His extreme yeah. xenophobia has a target to throw things at now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, you're trying to have a show about the he effect that, these, insulted, yeah. that the, the arrival of these heroes has mm. without these heroes arriving. So what is this all coming from? Like, what's the reason for all this to be happening? It's because they did Smallville once upon a time, and... That did the same thing. Here's Superman as a teen. It's kind of like Buffy, but a bit more like fantastical rather than focused on, you know, teenage angst and the experience of growing up and stuff. Everything's a little blander. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's not monsters are a metaphor for teenage strife. It's. Oh. Look at these sort of Buffy esque kind of sci fi monsters. Oh, quite literally, let's put some people from Buffy in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And then as it went on, like, oh, fuck it, here's Metallo. Like, let's do Metallo. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's do Brainiac. Let's do it. And then by the let's time... Let's do Doomsday. By the final shot of the series where he's leaping off the roof and he tears open the costume. There's a show, yeah. there's the costume. And the show ends, you're like, he's beaten everyone. He's already beaten all he's his He's fought Darkseid, he's fought Doomsday, he's fought Lex Luthor, he's fought Alexander Luthor, he's, he's met the Justice Society of America. Like, the show has blatantly suggested that certain other big DC characters do exist in this world. Green Arrow's been around, Green the Flash Arrow's has been around. Been around. Flash's been around. It's just like, where's he got to go? So where <laughs> does this now leave us, given the track record of these things? What do we feel about Metropolis? It's going to be shit, mate. It's going to be shit. Six seasons in a movie. Okay, like, <laughs> it'll, it'll end up being one of those things that yeah, runs for fucking It'll run forever. I'm, because... I genuinely thought Gotham had finished. No, it's still it must be on season five or six. Uh, season four, mid-season. Yeah, season yeah. four. And the series have all had different names since series two came back. Yeah, they've had like subtitles. Each half, each half season. Oh, well, like Gotham, yeah. like, New Dawn. Or Rise of the like, Villains. Yeah. And, oh, for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Mm. Good times. I mean, Would you like a bland version of Zaz, who's just a gunman? Love it. Here he is. Sorry, Zaz is a gunman? Yeah, Zaz is an assassin. His whole thing is... Zaz is an assassin. He's slicing, man. He's, he's, he's the assassin used like by the mob. He's, he's the one they're like, we need him taken out. Legal but Zaz is a knife man. Oh, he uses a knife at some point. And he's got like a tally mark on his neck or something, like in Batman Begins. It's like, there you go. Oh, fucking hell. And Mad Hat is a stage, a sexy stage hypnotist. Ah. Uh, Sure. 
I mean, that, that, a, that I'm into. Instead like, of a creepy, yeah, old, yeah, a creepy yeah. old ex-therapist turned haberdasher who's got fucking mental problems. Okay, now you're talking, you know I mean? you're talking to me about Ralph. I should, I should uh, watch this show. And also, <laughs> definitely a pederast. Like... <laughs> Uh, no, no, what, that's not what I thought I was going to laugh at. Today. No, no matter how <laughs> subtle they try and be about it, like he's definitely a pedophile. Yeah, but this was bad. Uh, <laughs> the water is wet. Uh, <laughs> so we got a couple of trailers to talk about. Um, <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars story, finally failed to show a trailer yet again. Yeah, uh, disclaimer: Just... this is January the thirtieth, in the year of our Lord twenty. Yeah, recording this on the January thirtieth. If by some miracle. Trailer for Solo: A Star Wars Story drops in the next three days. We will eat our own knees. If there is not a solo trailer attached to Black Panther, which is out in, pardon me, just under two weeks, it's out on the four, it's out on the thirteenth of February. Oh my god! It's going to be Disney breaking its own uh, release schedule, like three films in. Mm. If there, if there is not a solo trailer attached to that, like that thing's supposed to be out in like April. Yeah, I think we, we get it mid-May, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Disney have been... Mm, I mean, they, they, the... they, they dumped a whole bunch of money mm. into getting all these properties yeah. and now adhere, well, were adhering to a very strict schedule in order to maintain you know, a steady cash flow to fill yeah. that gap and then make all the money. And if this early on, mm. things are starting to fall apart, even though I've thoroughly enjoyed their output so far it's going to put a, a pretty significant shadow over the future of of or at least for the short term of of the of the kind of i don't know the stability of the the house of mouse it is expected on the 25th of may That's to drop they, here to to release yeah to release yeah. okay to be to be out in cinemas wow mm. i mean and we've not seen a trailer I mean, yet. like stranger things have happened like you know, if you take the the Ridley Scott film, like that was what weeks, a couple of weeks away from release before they reshot the. Oh yeah, that thing. all the money in the world, yeah. But I mean, now so that was probably a. It wasn't a very CG heavy. Thing, yeah, that was probably fair. a much a much less complex production in terms of visual effects, and also I think Christopher Plummer only did like nine days of filming, mm. so like there wasn't actually that much of Kevin Spacey in the. Relatively speaking, yeah. to have to replace. And also because also they had a finished cut of the movie, they could pinpoint exactly Yeah, they knew what exactly what coverage they needed yeah, to get because they'd already shot yeah. it. I mean, um, uh, yeah. I mean, if anyone's going to write a, a ship as big and complicated as a Star Wars film, it'll be, you know, Disney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, they're, but at the same time, it's the lack of any kind of like just uh, communication yeah. is, is deeply oh, concerning because they're the, they're the first people that will be like, Look, this is our thing. We're putting stuff out, little teasers, this, that, the other. We're gonna have people doing press junkets. The, the, the sheer constant... blitz of marketing you get for a for a for a big, big Disney film, big big Marvel film, big Star Wars yeah. film, big Disney film, big Pixar film. Like the, the just the in, the inundation hmm. of stuff. Like we got. I thought I'd missed Coco. Yeah. Because I've seen so much of it visually in the last yeah. like two months. I was like, oh, I must have missed it. I completely forgot. But, well, it, also the US got it like yeah. October, November time. Yeah. And we only just But, but got even it over here, like the billboards, it's all that. It's, they, they, they are not ones to. They're not so To shy oh, away from self promotion. Oh, no. Yeah. Shit, no. Like, they throw it at you. Yeah, they no, run the it fact is, I genuinely had forgotten that it was even a thing until 
you, you mentioned that how notable it was by its absence, and that's it's odd. It is weird to have a huge Disney Lucasfilm tentpole just fade away. That thing is round the corner. Well, thinking about like the Disney releases this year, like off the top of my head, the Disney movies I know are coming out this year are Black Panther, yeah. Avengers: uh, Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp. We've got a trailer for today, and that's out in August. Yeah, so um, a wrinkle in time. Which we've got trailers for before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But it's like, the, the, to me, it's good. like, it does look pretty sweet. But it's like, to me, it's like, right, okay, I know what Disney's like big live action releases are this year. Oh, wait, Solo! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's. Yeah. Because we're coming, not getting a Christmas it? Star Wars film this year. Maybe it's, it's, maybe it's also because it's really soon after The Last Jedi. Part of me did wonder that. When it got to Christmas time, I was like, maybe we've not seen anything yet. Because they're going to wait till the new year. No, but that would make go, sense. Hope you all enjoyed The Last to Jedi. Just throw solo trailers in front of Last Jedi. Like, that unless, would make perfect unless it, sense. Unless it's sort of that. Well, now Marvel throw Marvel in front of Marvel, don't they? Yeah, like you know your um, audience. You, yeah, especially if you if you're doing the Marvel model and you you want people to see every one of these things, then you you know exactly how to reel them in by showing them more of whatever's next. It's very, it's yeah, really it's, weird. And it, really weird. It does nothing yeah. to quell the rumors of the onset troubles. Oh yeah, yeah. It that, does nothing that to make that feel any was, less complicated. Yeah, yeah. Famously tortured. And what to the point where, him? yeah, well, well to, 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 to the point where just, just straight up people saying, yeah, the problem is Alden Ehrenreich can't act, which seems hard to believe, but is that really what people have said? I've heard that. I've well, heard, yeah, I heard that he had an acting coach come onto the project. Yeah, because I've heard the, that the, he's terrible in it. That's not necessarily that unusual. Oh, no, no, no. Americans oh, no. do have yeah. that kind of relationship. And also because with, he's playing a pre-established character that has a very specific yeah. way of speaking and everything. It may yeah. be that the acting coach is on set. To sort of I don't keep, think keep, keep I mean, an acting coach coming onto the set is, is like De Niro. Is, is obviously, has a guy that go, that goes with him from set to set. But we've had set reports. Well, I say we've had set reports of, 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 of him not of being able unknown to unknown legitimacy of improv, him just being like, yeah, example. he's terrible in it. Well, they, that it was about uh, improv really, specifically because yeah. when Lord Miller on the project, there was a lot it more improvisation improv encouraged, and Alden just wasn't keeping up. And the thing is, the more I hear about that, the more I'm like, because I think it was we discussed it. Like the two yeah. people who were like the finalists as far as Disney were concerned for the role was Alden Aaron Reich. And, Wasn't there a guy um, who like played young Harrison Ford and like? Oh no, thing? Anthony Ingraber. That looks and just no, like people him as well. pushed for him. All oh, right, he was never um, involved. I don't think he was ever in the running, uh, or if he was, it was more. Uh, oh, maybe we'll chat with this guy, but he was, he wasn't like in the right because right. the la- the last two was between Alden Ehrenreich and Ansel Elgort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I would believe he was a younger Han Solo, baby yeah. driver. Probably a bit younger than the story they're at. Yeah, baby driver. Yeah. Probably a bit younger than the story that they're set in it. As like rewind yeah. another five or six years for the character yeah. maybe, but but no the Lego set the, the most we've had is a Lego set was previewed in a in a mag somewhere and it's the Kessel Run playset, right? Which, which could, is depressing which, which, slightly. Which, also, which could have been <laughs> yeah. released you know forty years ago. Yeah, yeah, but apparently right. that is part of this movie. So oh. Sure. So, so he's going to meet Lando, and he's going to meet Chewie, and he's well, going to meet the Falcon, he's going to do the Kessel Run. I think from the little... Like, nothing interesting to say about this character. From the little we again. know about this movie, I think that it is about him getting the Falcon. So meeting Lando, I would ra- getting the Falcon off him, becoming... It just seems lazy. It seems like a checklist. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I mean, it's, it's like, we're doing a Fantastic Four movie, who's the villain, Doctor Doom? Or, maybe try something different. Like Hans, but, but, a, Hans, a Han Solo movie prequel was always yeah. going to be lazy. And like, also, when, I mean, Rogue One, I would you could boil, boil that down to, oh, you know how the Death Star had that dumb mistake that people have been broken yeah. holes at for years? Mm. Yeah, this is why. It's like, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, yeah, the, the kind of, the kind of <laughs> elevator pitch is a bit of a shrug. Mm. But the, the way in which it's presented is yeah. like, a, 
like a kind of gritty war film. Yeah. It's like, oh, Star Wars, but like, you know, kind of shaky cam, yeah, you know, yeah. Paul uh, Greengrass sort of style in a way. Like, I mean, that was the appeal of Rogue One, I think. That's it? It? So, yeah. it could, so I think, the, yeah. I don't think necessarily it being a bit of a rote, you know, slightly uh, lazy uh, uh, pitch is necessarily an indication that it's going to be bad. It's more it's the everything that's happened yeah. since then. But I think it's yeah. an indication that yeah. it yeah. The execution be... could be what saves the idea. Yeah, also because possibly. all we can do at this point is but... speculate. Yeah, mm. there's nothing to go. Oh well. Well, we but... saw what the sort the side of one of of uh, Lando's costumes looked like in a costume. Rack. That's true. So there's that. I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I like having yeah. her in there. Donald Glover is great. Donald, Donald Glover, I, I is, Lando. Donald Glover yeah. is Lando. I would like to watch a movie uh, released in the now where Chewbacca has slightly more of a role than he did in the Last yeah. Jedi. Would be yeah. nice. I'm not saying his role should have been expanded in the Last Jedi, but just giving him a weird Pog subplot. I don't know. I was into the pork. <laughs> no, oh, no, that's fine. But I was just I like, Chewie, Chewie felt like he'd been sidelined for a weird comedy bit. And I was like, get Chewie some In the last one, he shot his, like, no, he's... his, like adoptive nephew in the gut. Like, <laughs> I give him some to I do. Remember, I can't remember who said this, so credit where credit is due, <laughs> if I can remember them. But, like, <laughs> Ray spends, like, a Force Awakens and Last Jedi looking for a father figure. But she's already got one because Chewie's waiting she in the car to take her home, like the whole film. That's great. That's pretty great. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a really, really long, inappropriate date. Yeah. Oh my god. Now you said that, if she like manages to sort of talk to Kylo and convince him to come back with them briefly in the next one, the scene has got to be them walking up the Falcon and Chewie being like, "And who's this? <laughs> <laughs> what time do you come?" <laughs> Even he drops her off. What are your future uh, prospects? Uh, uh, yeah. What are this, your intentions with drops my daughter? drops her off reluctantly at this shady boy's house. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all there. Uh, right, anyway, <laughs> fucking, what did, what did we get? We got Ant-Man and the Wasp. We did. Yes, we love him. Which yeah. looks just fun. lovely. It looks yeah. great fun. It looks really fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes... <laughs> does the great thing of like, oh, what? What did Ant-Man do really well? Oh, it, it played with the size thing really, really well. We're going to take that and we're going to run with it. And there's like seven or eight really good visual gags just in the trailer mm-hmm. to do with like this difference in sizes and stuff, which take, take takes the Thomas the Tank moment from uh, the first yeah. movie. Oh, and just God. runs Is that it. That's the really nice thing about, I think, Ant-Man almost more than the other kind of individual uh, series is, is the fact that it does lean into its levity yeah. quite hard. It, like, it's it's the most openly comic of any of them. Yeah. I mean, Ragnarok lent into the comedy a bit more, but it's the first Thor movie that's done that. And yeah. It's, and it's also partly Taika Waititi's voice coming through in that film. Quite literally. Direct, quite literally. Yes. But also as a, as a director and being given more freedom. But yeah, the first Ant-Man is the, is the, is the most overtly comic of any mm. of those movies. And mm. yeah, to see them lean into that again, just, yeah, it's going to be... And you've got two... I mean, Evangeline Lilly, I've not really seen her in a comedy, so I don't know what comedy chops are like, but I think she was great in the first one. Mm-hmm. And she's great in everything I think that I've seen her in. So, there we go. Um, but you've also, you know, Paul Wood and Michael Douglas. Paul Wood has done numerous comedies, and Michael Douglas can do that sort of hero comic thing, because he'd done uh, Romance in the Stone. Yes, and, yes and, and of course. For better or worse, he also did Jill and Nile, but you know, um, <laughs> but he has got. This that is going to be our Indiana Jones. Yeah, I swear. I mean, if if his, you know, if his Hank Pym is just like a like a 
older grizzled version of that character, then we're all right, aren't we? I mean, it mm. worked in the first one. Best shot. Um, For me, it's the office building shrinking down oh, and then Hank coming over me. and pulling the like, very... that that hand out so of it good. and pulling it along. It's so good. I like the the end of a high-speed chase being sort of... Uh, uh, having the exclamation point at the end of it being an enormous sort of Hello Kitty Pez dispenser <laughs> being flung from a van. Uh, that is, I, I think that's the last shot of the thing. Is when you go, yeah. and you've got this kind of nice sort of 50s serial style lettering of Ant Man and the Walk. And yeah. it's, like, it's like, that's kind of, oh yeah, like it's very, very aware of how campy and silly and fun it is and it's not shying away from it at all and I think it's going to be a welcome palate cleanser coming from Black Panther looks like it's going to be relatively serious action heavy epic with a a wonderful visual visual aesthetic Mm. Infinity War is probably going to end on a downer it's probably going to be all Empire Strikes Back and shit Um, sure and then Ant-Man and Wasp just looks like it's going to be a great palate because Ant-Man and Wasp is coming out after yeah yeah, we, we, get, we get all of our Marvel films within getting, like the first twelve months, uh, the first Panther, six months. We get in the first on thirteenth February. Infinity War is May. I think we might get it last week of April. Actually, I'll, I'll double yeah. check. I'll double um, check. But it's like early summer, and then Ant Man and Wasp is August. Okay, so the Infinity War one is May. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Ant Man is is being it's existing in a post Infinity War world. Assuming, yeah. Or or or. Concurrent, possibly Infinity War world, because because with the exception well, of Guardians, Ant Man's in Infinity War in some yeah, capacity. Yeah. I don't think he's in any of the trailers. But in this trailer, he's but also clearly still on Infinity War. We'll have the characters. Well, no, we'll be, find out where of, they went from the end of the raft. Yeah, won't at they? the end yeah. of Civil War, he was on the run. Yeah, he was, he was, on, the, this, he was on the raft. He, yeah, Cap appears at the yeah. raft at the end, clearly there to break them all. And out. there's at least one scene in so. this where he is clearly under house arrest with the tag. Yes. The ankle tag, and also Hank and Hope Pym had to go on the run. Yeah, because of what he did. Yes, because so, she, she does say, "Oh, had you kept taking me with you, who knows what would have happened?" But he wouldn't have been caught. Yeah, and it's so. Yeah, it it will certainly deal with the Civil War repercussions, which I would assume will also take into account the Infinite World stuff, because with the exception of Guardians Volume Two. All of the Marvel movies have taken place in chronological order, roughly in real time. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Guardians Volume Two let takes place six months after Guardians One, so that takes place that, before that all the place, other movies. That takes place in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Uh, apart from its mid credit sequence with Teenage Groot, which is closer to now, like that's closer to how old Groot is. Because in... then you get Teenage Groot in the Ragnarok. Is, it, is Groot no, in that? No, no, it's the um, it's the teaser trailer for for Infinity War. It, after the trailer ends, it's Thor. Going oh yeah, there wasn't the post credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah, post credits yeah. for Ragnarok was um, Grandmaster was was Taskmaster ship or uh, Taskmaster Thanos' ship arriving, and then mm-hmm. the Grandmaster post credits being like, yeah. "Hooray!" Uh, 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 one of the Fucking send me home on Jeff a, uh, Goldblum, Jeff motherfucking Goldblum. Um, um, yeah, so release dates as at US release dates according to wow. Uh, Black Panther is Valentine's week of February. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Infinity War is down for a US release date of May the fourth, so we'll probably get it April thirtieth. To be honest, yeah. that's been the trend mm. for the last ones. 
And Ant-Man the Wasp is due out in the US on July 6th, so we're probably going to get that yeah, at the same time. I've seen that for August. Have there. you seen the poster for Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. I have. Right? It's, <laughs> it's very good. Just, oh, I'm, God. I know, I'm just curious as to how... Not the only Marvel films the, out this year as well. Um, the effects, if they're going to be taken into account, depending on the time frame of Infinity War, particularly given that it's the first one of two, yeah. how that's going to bleed in. Or not into yeah. Batman because that seems like the the Infinity War twosome is very yeah. much a kind of like that's very much an end point. Yeah, you know, there's got there's and they've said as much like they're saying like Avengers four, whatever it ends up being called, that's like going to be an ending for a lot of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, like aside from your Guardians, your Spidey, Doctor yeah. Strange, it's coming. It's going to be a wrap up because it's been. A cycle that's been going round and round and round now for ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and and despite everything else, like people are getting a whole bunch of people's contracts are and people's contracts coming up. And Danny Junior was leaving it all, circa Age Ultron originally, wasn't he? He said he wasn't going to do an Iron Man four, and that the next Avengers would probably be his last. Mm. And then he signed an extension for another three pictures, which turned out to be. Civil War, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and what was then still a one-part, or at least a one, a one, yeah, a a one shoot movie. Two-part, well, one shoot two movie. Two separate movies. Yeah. Oh, did they shoot some of it back? To they back? finished. They've wrapped number two already. So they've already shot the whole thing. They shot. They shot all of one. Um, took a very brief break of about three weeks, and then started on number two. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Like they ploughed through. Wow. It. And certain actors were only needed for like four or five day chunks because of them wanting to keep it as spoiler free as possible. Yeah. Uh, based on either how little they were needed, so they just kept it concentrated and contained. Yeah. Given one page of dialogue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just or how episode. terrible they are at keeping secrets in the case <laughs> of at least one of the actors. Matt Tom Holland. <laughs> oh, no, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo knows a bit more than than others. Um, yeah, Tom but... Holland. Oh, Tom Holland. Filmed also. for about four weeks maximum for Infinity War. Mm. And he only, he says in an interview, he only ever met about two of the other actors on the film. All of his stuff was shot within partial sets with green screen or green screen studios. And he was given basic motivation and, and stuff like the day before shooting and was given his lines the morning of shooting with a couple of hours to learn. Me. Wow. And I think that's because they're like, we don't Like this you. place is a leaky fucking shit yeah, and yeah. you're the, you know, you you're the of, iceberg. But, but, to show, but to show that they're in good humour about it, They've had like they, he was the one who revealed the poster for the film yeah, yeah. in a video that was like put out originally on his Instagram story, like live Instagram story, mm. and it was staged in a way where he'd been sent something by Mark Ruffalo <laughs> to not show anyone, but he didn't realise that until he read it too late. As he as he opens it and reads the note on the back and the posters in, in full frame, and then he's like, "Shit." And then he turns the camera off. Nice. And everyone was like, oh no! But then Marvel pulled it out like a minute later. So it's like, yeah, we did this on purpose to Brilliant. sort of take the piss out of the Brilliant. fact that these two aren't very good at this. And it's like, fair enough. Another yeah. one, Sebastian Stan, I mean, that, he, he uh, lets slip stuff. That must be hard, was, mustn't it? Because he's, what, 19, 20? Yeah, yeah. So exactly. it's basically like you're in one of the most exciting things ever. Never tell a soul. <laughs> don't you dare tell a soul, you little bastard. Which he's already had to do twice because yeah. he's had to do it for the Civil War and Homecoming. Mm. Yeah, uh, Civil War. I mean, yeah. Civil War. He was present for quite a bit of the airport sequence. He was there. Uh, 
Oh yeah, in, in, in a most version of the show. I mean, he like, had yeah. to do the secret keeping thing for, yeah. for two movies. Yeah, yeah. But he did it well with that one. Nothing yeah. came out. And and there was no indication that he was we knew he was in the movie, but there's no indication he was in that scene. No. Until, until that trailer. teaser trailer yeah. in uh, the second trailer in March twenty sixteen. With the reveal of the, the Hey guys. Um like before that we knew he was in it. That was mm-hmm. it. But we'd seen footage of that battle and it's footage where like, I watched behind the scenes the other day. He's there, they've removed him. For like the lineup shots, like mm-hmm. he is there. I thought maybe oh they've shot his stuff separately and then put him in those shots. Ah, no, he's there. Like he's there. They just took him out for the trailers to make sure there was oh, no Spider Man until they and they, they to do see him. fuck around with stuff in the trailers that like mm. we've seen before. They will digitally alter stuff, change date and night, change location, backgrounds. Just to well, fuck with you. people knew that uh, that Hopkins had filmed stuff in a field. Yeah, for Ragnarok. But then, in the... so to make sure you couldn't draw any lines or conclusions, you see Hella grab the hammer in an alleyway in the trailer yeah. instead of a field. Uh, so it's yeah, and, it's, and stuff like the Yellow Jacket stuff being during the day in the original Ant Man trailer, and then it's at night in the film, and it's different mm, framed yeah. differently. And you That's it's. I mean, it seems like such a simple. Sort of trick, but, but no, that's it's really yeah. effective. Like I hadn't even thought about the alley and the field thing, but like because you, course, you look for certain locations, I'm looking, and yeah, don't of course up. I'm subconsciously looking for those things, and then when they don't come up, that's really clever. I hadn't even hmm. I hadn't even connected those. Because it's not it's not lying. It's just no. it's just making sure you don't concentrate too hard and yeah. give, give the game away. I'm, I'm all for lying in trailers, like G- if it. Well, there's one line in the trailer from recent years that I'll never forget, which is, uh, you know, so facing a TIE fighter. Uh, Oh, I was like, I want to see that! I want to see that, Tiny Jin! On the shelf, who's plastic and can't actually answer my question. Next to my don't choke on your aspirations Um, motivational poster Vader. From Tiny Jin (laughs) to Pacific Rim. Very good, very good. Oh, that was a good segue. Damn it, I acknowledged it was a segue. Stop acknowledging it! Oh, Um, no! Take uh, a drink. How do we feel about Pacific Rim Uprising? Because I think it looks uh, pretty stupid and pretty fun. And I mean stupid in like the best way possible. I, I also it. think it looks aggressively stupid. <laughs> I am into it. Yeah, because like, I don't need my films to be smart. I just need them to be fun. I don't, yeah. even, need, I don't even need them to be good. <laughs> they just need to be fun. Yeah. Like, Boring is the worst thing a film can be. Fun can be had. With a bad film. And this looks like it's loud, it's colourful, it's a, a frenetic, it's it's Kinetic, basically it's... <laughs> uh, it's basically anime. It's yeah. basically live action anime. It's like, in a way that Ghost in the Shell never was. It's like live action Gundam or Evangelion or something like that. Yeah, It's, it's but... the ending ten minutes of an episode of Power Rangers. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Flesh. Which, yeah. you know... They tried that with Power Rangers, actual Power Rangers, and it didn't really work. No. Cause it, cause... Well, yeah, the most interesting thing about that was the teenage cast and how they interacted. Yeah. And, and then the, yeah. like, the last ten minutes of that movie was a Power Rangers episode. <laughs> and a, and don't get us wrong, really cool one. An but actual like, like a two-hour Power yeah, Rangers episode. Power Rangers movie and it's was called Pacific Rim. A Power Rangers episode with like two hours of gunk in front of it. That was the Power Rangers movie. Well, it would have um, been great if they'd done that with the Power Rangers film. Where they would have done it like the TV show, where they would have oh, had say, this like Hollywood level production quality of the live action stuff, and then being cut into just cut, cut in a sense, with, yeah, with this oh, other yes. really janky Japanese show, I, TV I, show. Because I spend a, a, not a fair amount of time like looking after children in my family and stuff like that, and, and with friends, I've absorbed some more modern Power Rangers. Oh yeah, and they've gotten really good at covering up the cracks. Oh really? Like, are there still cracks? Is it, it still, it, like, is it still, still the same show that they're it, intercutting I, with? I, I, I only know they're intercutting because I know how that show is made. 
But I'm yeah. looking at it and I'm going, fucking hell. Well, because like they, they'll, they'll as, bring, as it advanced, they got more of the costumes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and so they, bring, they, they have those assets too if they need to add stuff, don't they? Yeah, like so they'll bring monster costumes into the live action stuff, the American kids and vice and, and uh, splice it all together and stuff. It's it's yeah, that that show is still ridiculous, not very good, but kind of fun. <laughs> Power Rangers is kind of fun. It is kind of fun, but just don't go. Mastodon. Also, it's not for us, so don't worry about it. Just watch it and enjoy it. But I, I do yeah. think. It's not for adults. Uprising. It's not. I think that's probably not for adults either. No, it's just. But I. I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm going to be going and seeing something in say an IMAX, yeah, big, loud, colourful, like a kind of assault on the senses, like yeah, you know, like I, you know, I've I've been to a gallery and it was just a canvas of red paint, and I, 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 as someone who's an idiot. I, I, you know, I just found it kind of confusing and a little frustrating. I wasn't sure what to make of it. And a friend, of, a friend of mine, just said, "Well, it's just, it's just an attack on the senses. Like you just let it wash over you. Just enjoy it for what it is." So in that, in um, moving on from that, I would say that from what I've seen, Pacific Rim is basically modern art. It, yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> definitely going to be an attack on the senses. And definitely going to be that. If is that not what the art of I, cinema is? Listen, if all this movie is sweet, dear Matthew, is Jumbo Yeager got a bunch of Star Wars money and was like, "Hey, here's my production company. What movie do I want to make? I want to make another one of them. That's fine. More power like, to him. Just yeah. more. If that's power what you want to do with your Star, Star Wars money, Jumbo Yeager. Fucking by all means, go for it. Literally, could do anything you wanted with it. Let's revive a dead Let's franchise. Even Guillermo del Toro couldn't make work. <laughs> Let's do that. He would. He would come back to do it. Were he not working on the pre-production of eighty-five different projects that are never so, yeah, get 80, made? Yeah, eighty-six of them won't get made. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it now. Like, if a Shape of Water sweeps I up so many Oscars, wait to see. Can the Shape he just of turn Water. around now to Disney and Warner Brothers and and just bring up all the like three or four massive passion ones that you oh, really want to just go can I do this now if, once he, <laughs> if he gets an Oscar if he wave the Oscar around and go let me make the Mountains of Madness now please <laughs> please let me make it Disney this Haunted Mansion script isn't going to film oh, itself we're like yes please I just want he made his Haunted Mansion movie it was called Crimson Peak I'm just the thing that pisses now me off now let him make the Haunted Mansion movie the thing that pisses me off is that At the Mountains of Madness didn't happen primarily because of Prometheus uh, wow that film that film and it's it's legacy oh, have man. a lot to blame a lot of blame on it shit yeah man we well, remember we how disappointed we were with Prometheus we went to see Prometheus together did you see Covenant and then Covenant no I avoided oh, that oh fucking hell that is more the same mm. except with more alien this time because you wanted to know where they came from, right? You're sure I did. That's you the question to... I've been asking for years. Well, here they is, baby. You like it? Here. Think about it for a second. It mm. doesn't make any sense, but you wanted it, though, right? Does Eastbound and Down last very long? What's his name? Yeah, Danny oh, McBride. Yeah. They throughout pretty much throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, he laughs. And he's really good in it. Like, actually, I think he... I really like him in it. Oh. Doesn't, actually, doesn't he last the entire film? Yes. Yes, he does. He's one of the final two, 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 two? well, three sort of. I'd say spoilers really incompetent, but it's shit, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah. yeah, don't. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't actually yeah, see no, it. Only... If it's just for Netflix one day, just check it out, curiosity. There's he's good stuff on Netflix I haven't checked out. I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But, well, watch it. We'll fast I forward have... to the Michael Fassbender talks to Michael Fassbender and teaches him how to suck dick. I mean, play a flute scene. You blow 
I'll do the fingering. Wait, um, what? That's an actual line. Can I just look on your lips and like, can I just press your lips and like, need to press your lips more the on the shirt. We go, I should do the fingering. That is a genuine line. It is also, to date, our second <laughs> most popular episode of Big Damn Cast. Is the one with the title, I'll do the fingering. Brilliant. With an alien. For the there were there were people sniggering quite loudly <laughs> when we saw that. I, I, what I'll do instead of watching the film, then I'll just type Michael Fassbender fingering. <laughs> that can't go wrong. And I'm sure I'll find what I'm looking for. Oh, look, Charles oh. Xavier and Eric Lenscher. I've never seen this picture before. Ah! <laughs> oh. Old friend. Oh, do it on <laughs> um, and to wrap up our little our little trailer roundup. Um, the sequel we've all been waiting for we have, we with oh. bated breath. Bait, it's the sequel. Uh, like you would cast into. What are you talking about, old chum? The waters. Deep blue sea two. Deep blue sea two. Deep blue sea two. Remember deep blue sea? That stupid movie with Thomas Jane. And Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. And famously, LL, LL Cool J, J, whose hat is like a shark's fin. I'm sure it is. Before we. Deepest bluest. Even though it's a black hat he's wearing. <laughs> Before we proceed, is there something we're allowed to discuss here? <laughs> oh, sure. I never booked it. Awesome. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, in yet another weird, calamitous coincidence of, of sheer cosmic proportions. The last time we had Charlie on this podcast, we were discussing EA's practices, and we brought up the making of, if I remember correctly, Need for Speed. It was Need for Speed Payback. Payback, that was it. Which just came out. And thunderous hatred. (laughs) to my delight. People did not like that. (laughs) And by sheer coincidence, we discovered as we were recording that Charles uh, not only auditioned for, but was in that game to a point. Yeah. And then it was recast. Yes. So we got to talk from a first-hand perspective about EA's practices in the studio and how they work. Now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because cosmic coincidence is a thing. It, it fucking loves us. Deep yeah. Blue 2 <laughs> was brought up this afternoon as a topic by Matt. And Charlie turned to us and said, of course I, bring it up. I auditioned for that. Yeah, I wasn't good enough to be in Deep Blue Sea 2. <laughs> is, is that what happened though? <laughs> Uh, well, is I, that what it was? I, I no. I mean, the the, the oh meeting it came it came through as they as they do in the in an email. Oh I, I saw the, the 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 header of the email. Thought, oh, <laughs> oh, this looks dumb. Um, this is and and weirdly enough, you'd think a film like this they wouldn't necessarily be too you know funny about about uh, plot details and stuff like that. They were incredibly. Pardon the bun, cagey about, hey! about um no about it all and the, the the I was only ever given um I think maybe three quarters of a page of dialogue Fucking to go over hell. all of which was they're coming they're screaming and it's like screaming <laughs> as if they're banging the door down um and that it I mean it was one of you know dozens of shitty <laughs> auditions that yeah. have happened over the years we- it, I genuinely. I you know I'd forgotten it even existed, and this bear in mind as well. This audition was something I did years ago. Like yeah. this, so this film, for whatever reason, uh, has been sat on the shelf. Partly, it shot think, last summer. Well, you, you, partly the release date sort of is coincided. I, with... I imagine it's got something to do with the fact that the Meg's coming out this year. 
which is the Jason Statham versus Giant Shark. Is it movie. Ten, is it possible? Th- is it was it, is it ten years since? No, twenty years since the Blue Sea two. Did Blue Sea one? No, nineteen years. It's nineteen years. Yeah. Okay, Why so push it to next year. Just then? push it to next year. We'll have a big two zero. We'll have a sixty year old LL Cool J. Toothish, bluish, my head is like a shark skin. Yeah, that. I mean, from what we've seen of the trailer. Of the, I mean, the, I bear in I say another side note. I don't remember what part it was really. It was someone who yells a lot about sharks, which could be anyone. Could be all of them. Could I be maybe auditioned for all of them. There's uh, a little background. Uh, in 2008, Warner Premiere was planning a direct video sequel to Deep Blue Sea, which would be released sometime in 2009, so on the 10th anniversary. Mm. However, the project was never realised nor released on the scheduled date. It's too good for this world. <laughs> In June 2017, it was announced that a sequel directed by Darren Scott had begun filming in Cape Town. The film stars Michael Beach and will be released as a television film on sci-fi. In we just December say that it, 2017, uh, it premieres this year. It was when it was announced. His surname is Beach, as in the sandy thing, not Beach, as in the tree. Yeah, it's B-E-A-C. Very nice. So that is... Serious fucking brand synergy that, right that's there. That's nominative determinism. <laughs> then. So they announced. They announced. So if only my name was Charlie the Shark Boy, <laughs> maybe I would have been in with a oh shark. Oh my god! Imagine Charlie the Sharks fin. Imagine Charlie if you imagine if you were like you've been named after Shark Boy and Lava Girl the if film. Only. So your name was just Charlie Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and you changed the your stage name to just Charlie Shark Boy. Just you know, just to, and just just apply for shark projects. You know what it's like being an actor with a surname people can't spell. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Well, I'm an actor with a surname people can't fit on the fucking page. <laughs> or I'm gonna have to have my name and lights. <laughs> I can't fit it on a marquee. I'm not. <laughs> we're gonna change it. Uh, not got enough Charlie vowels. sharks. So we're gonna call you Charlie Sharks now. So if only. No, I mean so uh, <laughs> that that that. <laughs> Project uh, unfortunately eluded me this time. So, if it shot last summer, it could have it could have auditioned and cast in 2015, 2016. Well, possibly, summer. yeah. That but may it have could have been before. Consider, I'm thinking, reading this, if a director's video sequel was in the planning stages and whatnot in as early as 2008, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the same scripts that had floated around. Pardon the. Very good. Yeah. Um, I know. I would. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if they'd hashed something out so, so you could have ten years ago and yeah. they left. Oh, so they just I'd put yeah, it in a show. Yeah. Put it on a show like I wouldn't be bit, surprised yeah. if there was like a Sony Walkman right. or something in, like in this thing. Or it's even... one of those. It's for sci-fi, I'll have like a shelf or like a. Let's be honest, a fucking warehouse <laughs> of scripts that have been written and shelved. And every time a movie comes out, they'll be like. Right, what have we got? Let's go into the warehouse and see what we've got that might be kind of similar. Mm. And we can sort of push out and have like a sem- same thing on it, maybe. Mm. And they'll go into it and they'll leaf through all the scripts and they'll go, oh, this has got a shark in it. That giant shark movie with Jason Statham's coming out. Let's squat this one out. Um, so yeah, I, I imagine it's, it's some kind of situation like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and doing something that's akin to a Transformers or a Pacific Rim or something is yeah. far too expensive, so they never yeah. bother. yeah. Well, well, I mean, Asylum have done it before. Asylum have, uh, they, yeah. They, they, they've had the Transmorphers uh, they are stuff. Uh, I've not seen them. I've not seen them. Um, but, yeah. I mean, we between us, we know our fair share of people who have auditioned for and been in various sort of straight-to-video oh, terrible, bad terrible genre films. movies. Yeah, yeah. You may be surprised so, if, you, if you aren't involved in this 
and this kind of line of work. We've seen one of yeah, yeah, the 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 kind of saturation of how of of so many terrible films because they exist and there is apparently a market for them. And most of them film in Europe. Love them, yeah, I love them go to Eastern Europe because it's it's you know it's a fraction of the cost, the name brand value alone somehow, and it 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 seems to have this weird kind of um, uh, um, um, um. like retail spike in South America, and there's like they, these yeah. kinds of films do really well in Brazil, and there's like that. So like Brazil is the country of knockoffs. Yeah, do you, think it's, do you think it's because Pe- oh, it's because of like weird like import export local production laws, like knockoff stuff is fucking huge mm. in Brazil. Do you think it's the the old stereotype of countries outside of like America uh, uh, tend to get the movies like years too late? So these sequels are there to cash in on when those countries are going to get this movie. So like, <laughs> oh, there's there's a, there's a place somewhere in like in like Middle Europe who, who only got Kindergarten Cop two years ago, and that's, that's why, why Kindergarten, kindergarten Cop, Cop two, was two made. with with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, that exists. Yes. Jingle all the way to that exists. Jingle, oh. jingle all the way to with Larry the Cable Guy. Exactly. What? That I unfortunately was aware of. Oh my god! Come on, three, four, and five. Yeah. Um, these these movies are real people, and they're yeah. a real problem, and we have to stamp them out. We have to stamp them out wherever pre- we find Christmas them. Story two. I think that's in pre-production, actually. I'm not sure, but still. So I mean, like, it does. It, I mean, it does really boggle the mind because you do have to think like, how much stock does a Christmas story? I think people are nostalgic for that film. It's, sure, they, yeah, sure. It's, but it's to the point cool where they're thing. like, oh, they're doing a new one. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're like, not waiting to hear what the next chapter in the Christmas story is. I don't is, think people are looking for a Christmas story sequel. They're just looking for, like, oh, let's just watch a Christmas story again. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's got um, if it's got enough of a cult following and they keep the budget relatively low, they'll make some bank on it. Yeah, yeah that, sure. I mean, that's how, that's how that industry is propped up. It's like they're cheap enough. Oh, I'm okay. having been in a you know one that like that the 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 pay is not great. Look look I mean look how many like horror franchises have gone. Oh yeah, into so many. We were talking about we were talking about Hellraiser before, mm. uh, and fucking how many of them have just gone on and on and on because there is a market for it, however small if it's dedicated enough. I guess. Oh yeah, it'll still turn oh, yeah. a profit, however small. Yeah. So why not? But deepest, deepest, bluest, seest yeah. too. Is there a, like I don't know? Is there even a inkling that it could potentially be anything other than a like a very very budget retread of the first? It looks exactly if like LL Cool Jack. Like, like, like there's yeah. literally yeah. nothing. If they go left from... field and LA, LA Cool Jack plays a ghost version of his character Preacher, and was that the character's name? I that forgot. Was his I, I, I no, they, they called him Preacher. Yeah. And if and if he sings deepest, bluest, even deeper, even bluer, <laughs> even deeper. And now I got shoes bluer. with shark fins on them. Look, look at my shoes. You can see them. It, no, it, I mean, if, it, if, it, if, if in the trailer there was, if that song was playing, yeah, or if LL Cool J made a kind of appearance, not as the same character, but as the kind of like wizened kind of old yeah. veteran. Of like, I was a shark wrangler. He's, he's the quint. Yeah, to be the quint. See. I would be into it. Talking about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's for him, the bluest, bluest, deepest for him. <laughs> like my hat. <laughs> Thing Rames was in the remake of that Piranha. 
Was it? Titled Piranha 3D. Was it? And he comes back in the second one. Oh, that's with not. No is that legs. 3 double D? 3D. Yeah. The second D. one was yeah. 3 double D, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, first one was 3D, the second one was 3 double D. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he comes back and he's in a wheelchair, but he's got guns. In guns and guns legs. That's like the. What's Planet it? Terror. Planet Terror. <laughs> I like Planet Terror quite a bit. Yeah. I mean. There's, there's, I mean, there's a good few ways that I can think of to make Deep Blue Sea pretty great now, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't it. think this movie is any of them. The shark should have a rap break. No, the shark should transform back into LL Cool J. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually a sequel to Deepest Bluest Bracket Shark Film yeah. Bracket. It's a sequel to the song oh, that comes. As out. per the music video for that song, LL Cool J is in fact a, a, a shape shifting half man, <laughs> half shark hybrid. He's, in fact... <laughs> I mean, I'm not the how guy. I'm, I'm, I'm just the ideas guy. You, know, you make it happen, Hollywood. Oh, God. Uh, Leave it to please. us. We've, we've got a Squirrel Girl movie in development. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we can we'll, do. we'll put in a good word for you. If you wouldn't mind with, I don't know, whoever... Whoever owns Deep Blue Sea. You're yeah. all the sci-fi, apparently. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Let's let's talk brief before we get started on the mountain of emails. Let's talk briefly about a really good movie that you and I saw this week, Christopher. Theatre of Blood, starring Vincent Price. No, not Theatre of Blood, starring Vincent Price. I did see that this week. Um, it's very good. Let's talk about Disney Pixar's Coco. Yay! Which doesn't feature Arthur Lowe having it his head cut off. Does not feature Arthur Lowe, head or unheaded. You've not lived till you've seen Vincent Price cut off Captain Mannering's head. <laughs> Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Where did you see Theatre of Blood? Because I really want to see it now. It's on DVD and you're totally taking it home. Oh, um, me. So... <laughs> I've still not watched My Name is Bruce yet. Give me a chance. Oh, is that what... I was trying to figure out... No, what no, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, I've still watched it yet. Oh, there we go. And, um... Oh, saga is at an end. Oh, alright. You'll get Theatre of Blood when I see Bubba Hotep. And I get them back. I'll take Theatre of Blood. Put it on the... He plays an aged Elvis fighting a mummy in a retirement home. Put it on the library card. not watched it I'm aware of Bubba Hotep. I've not seen it. Anyway, we're talking about Coco. Which does have skeletons in it. It's kind of tangentially related to a movie about old Elvis fighting a mummy. I don't know. Fucking... It's got to be better than the mummy. Um, Coco. Take that back. Tell us what Coco's about, Chris. All right, you half you're gonna uh, best of the worst it to me, are you? Yeah, surprise summary. Tell okay. us what Coco is all about. What's my character called? Miguel. Is it not Coco? Miguel. Miguel. Oh. Yeah. Is it Miguel. Miguel. Uh, let me begin with an M. Miguel Rivera. Uh, little Miguel um, grew up in a family who are shoemakers and shoe repairers who hate music because his great great grandmother. Uh, was walked out on by her husband who pursued his dream of playing for the world and left her and her child alone. So the music's been banned in the family and uh, he's not allowed anywhere near uh, Mariachi Square Mm -hmm. where music's regularly played. He's not allowed to talk to any musicians. Uh, But secretly he harbours a shrine in the the roof of of their family. um, It's like a farmhouse, isn't it? But it's not a farm. It's where they make shoes. Um, he, he's got like a little hideaway where he looks at the music specifically of what is the guy called? Ernesto de la Cruz that's it Ernesto <laughs> de la Cruz very good, very good. biggest chin just like, the okay. biggest chin like, great character like, like, basically if Elvis were a mariachi singer yeah, essentially basically. like it's that sort of like, he saw from the 20s 30s he was a star of films Crooner, I did films yeah, yeah and, and it's one of the best songs ever pencil moustache yeah, yeah. moustache I'll, I'll big broad Buzz Lightyear-esque physique um, um, smooth as freaking silk. Um, 
whose motto was seize your moment. And yeah, I guess the point gets to the point where so so far so up. It gets mm-hmm. to the point where um, what's his name? Miguel. Uh, Miguel. Miguel. I keep forgetting. It's really annoying. Me. Where uh, Miguel is like, sod it, I'm going to play. Like I'm going to play, and it's on the day of uh, Day of the Dead. Uh, yeah, Dios es muertos. Uh, and and, and uh, ooh, do that again <laughs> when we're alone. Um, and <laughs> he goes to play, but he, he has no guitar. So he breaks into... Uh, the Dela Cruz. You are better in names than me. Dela um, Cruz is like, sort of tomb, shrine, his tomb. Where, in the, where in his guitar graveyard. is. And he takes the guitar. But why does he take the guitar? He takes the guitar because his own is destroyed by his uh, but grandmother. But why does he know to take that guitar? Why does he feel it's okay to take that because guitar? Because he sees your mum. Because he sees it. No. In, go on. Because he, he, he's getting grumpy and all the pictures are up on the... Sofrenza, is it called? Yes. Basically, the, the, so the family is part of the Us Muertos. They you put, put out pictures, pictures of, of your family of departed. Well, passed away, yeah. yeah. So they can come and visit mm-hmm. when the when two worlds are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the top one is the picture of his great-grandmother, Coco, who's now uh, in, in uh, clearly in some form in some stage of Alzheimer's. She's in a wheelchair. She doesn't speak very much. She's born. Yes. Um, Her mother, so his great-great-great-grandmother. Mama Imelda. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's his his great-great-grandmother. His great-great-grandmother. Coco's his great-grandmother. Coco's his great-grandmother. And that's the Coco of the title, by the way. Because I was wondering when I went in, like, why is it called Coco? And then just this this ripped-off corner where the face was. And then he breaks the frame and he opens the... Picture, picture out, yeah. and it's and he sees that the guitar that the man is Dela holding Cruz. is Dela Cruz yeah. guitar. So his great great grandfather mm-hmm. is in fact yeah, and now he's Mexican like, like yeah. so now, he believes, yeah. and now he's like, oh my god, this, this is, is why music yeah. is in my veins. So it's okay for me to take it. Like it's mm. he want me to do this, sure, but, mine by rights, but by stealing from the dead, he places a curse on himself. <sighs> And he's he's whisked away to the land of the dead, and he meets whisked the... away is like the, the the weirdest description of it because yeah. it's it's so sudden and subtle. It's yeah. beautiful because it's just like some people are knocking on, like trying to look for the oh, someone's broken in, someone's yeah. stolen the guitar, and they're looking around, and a guy comes in with a lamp, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean. I just I was trying to." And the guy walks right through him, and suddenly he notices that uh... there are other people in the graveyard who can see him, and these people. Have particularly bony faces and are covered in patterns uh, and very cool. are, are picking up the gifts that their family have left them at the graveside, and you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So, welcome it's to the land cool. of the dead. Um, um, and he, yeah, his, some of his family find him and try to get him home. It's not as easy as that because they want to send him home on the condition that he does not play any more music. So he decides, well, there's only one an ancestor of mine who will allow me to play. Who will send me back and will allow me to play? So he goes to find Dela Cruz, uh, and along the way he meets um, Hector. Hector, who's a skeleton who's been forgotten in in, in the land of the living. Yeah, the idea he's is got that a picture of him, so he's you, not allowed to go over. You remain in this afterlife mm-hmm. until until no one on earth remembers you, and then you pass and over. And then you pass into the final death. again. Oh, okay, so it's it's they're the essentially stuck in a kind of purgatory. Imagine, kind of a limbo imagine if Beetlejuice wasn't grimy, but had yeah. like that system of how it's run. 
Yeah, but was there more is like, like a bureaucracy. But was to more it, like yeah. the land of the dead in Corpse Bride, where it's like the most fun, exciting place yeah. to be. Right, right. It right, looks right. pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Oh, the design is gorgeous. And again, like Corpse Bride, like it's very rich in colour. Corpse Bride did a thing where the land of the living was grey and dull, mm. and the land of the dead was vibrant and exciting. In this, everything is colourful, but there is a there is a distinct shift. Yeah. Of like you know the autumnal colours and the dark blues and the candlelight um, oranges, I, I really switching really like into the, yeah. switching into the neon greens and blues and, is it, and weird brickwork and everything. Sort of, skull aesthetic is in yeah, every the sugar design. skull sort of design yeah. and the neon is fucking mm. everywhere. It's oh, wow. gorgeous! Like, even gorgeous in, even in non obvious places as well as yeah. the skull motif. It's, yeah. it's 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 beautiful, but it's beautiful. So he, he teams up with Hector, and uh, Hector's like evil as Hector can get him in to see Dela Cruz because on every day of the dead before sunrise Dela Cruz puts on like a big celebration right, so he um, so Miguel has to get back to the land of the living before sunrise or he'll be trapped there yeah if he stays there too long he will die yes he can go back he just needs the blessing of a family member but only Dela Cruz will give him the blessing to go back and still he believes be music and, it, and it's it's adventures. Yeah, it's things right. Yeah, it sounds really. It's good. I really, really want good. To see it. There's a Back to the Future sort of vibe going on through it because the longer he's there, yeah. the more the, his skin becomes translucent. Yeah. So it's like he he's, becomes he's still there. Skeletal. You can see as, the outline of his hands, but you can see completely through them to just the bone. Uh, it's really, really yeah, nice. it's, it's it's really really cool. Neat. And um, because he's got face paint on for a big chunk of it disguised, then you can kind of see that shape as the film goes on underneath his skin. That's very clever. And don't yeah. wear mascara, because if you're anything like me, you will be in bits yeah. by the end of right, this film. Right. Like it is... You wear mascara, and that was a well, bad decision yeah. today. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just... It's, it's a look. It's, it's a look. It's a look. Uh, exercise pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, explode. Um, oh. I'm allergic. It's just terrible. Might be uh, my favourite Pixar animal character ever. Oh, Dante. Yeah, Dante. Yeah. Which was named after the horse. I realised that later. Yeah, you see yeah. a clip from Stayed one of the... Uh, oh, no. After one of the pictures. of Hell. No. No, well, no, because we thought, like, oh, maybe it's that. But then in one of the clips, uh, one of the film clips at the party later... Miguel has this ugly, hairless, stupid dog. That's got a tongue, oh, a tongue, a tongue slightly too long for its mouth. Yeah. I know the kind of thing you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever it rolls over, the tongue just sort of, like, flops round its muscles. Yeah, there's a lot of physical comedy <laughs> of, like, just this enormous, lolling tongue <laughs> coming from this daft dog's mouth. Nice. But it's um, he, street dog, and he's just yeah. called it Dante. And then later on, you see one of the films with a horse riding sequence, and you hear him call the horse Dante. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, he named the dog after the horse from the film. Yeah. Oh my god, this is great. It's, it's great. It's, it's, there's so many little details. There's a, there's, there's a, a, obviously we won't know if there is a Pixar cameo in their tradition of alluding to a future movie. But I think Maybe there is. Yeah, but I think I think it could be because Toy Story falls on the slate yeah. and look out for Buzz and Woody. Um, and I think one of the aliens as well, actually. Possibly. But yeah. So it's... where would you say this rates in sort of the, in the Pixar? Um, it's definitely towards the higher end. Yeah. It's got oh, that yeah. emotional punch, Kick. that just emotional gut punch that you get from Toy Story three up inside out. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, in that. Yeah. It's in that territory. Right. And in quality, in terms of quality as well. Like, I didn't really know what I, I was. It kind of slipped under my radar because, like I yeah, said, it, it got it. They got it way earlier in the states. They got yeah. it last year, um, and I wasn't sure if it had even come out here or if it had well, been a gone. Yeah. Well, we were at Disney House, um, and I thought I'd missed it. Yeah, I was really annoyed, and I hadn't really seen much for it. We're a Disney household here, and I heard, heard a couple <laughs> of people being a bit down on it who, who hadn't seen it yet for it being very similar to Book of the Dead. Book of Life. Book of Life, Book sorry. Of life. No, yeah, yeah. The, the, which is another animated film for a while back that goes on the DS, the last Muertos 
aesthetic. Right. And then um, utilises mariachi music specifically yeah, yeah. in its themes um, and everything. Got the music in this. The, yeah, the music's oh, absolutely. Oh, what, were you, what were you saying about um, on the soundtrack that having several different languages? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lucy yeah. was saying she's she's been uh, listening to it on Apple. Uh, Apple presumably music Spanish and English. Out. Yeah, I, I yeah. Expect. Uh, two two separate versions of every track. Although there are a couple songs in the movie that, that merge the languages, yeah. so I imagine they'll be left intact. Uh, but it's yeah. real. It's real. So, cool. so you can get a sense of what it's so. D- what it's so about. It, like, and it is is it spoken in English or is it? In it is Spanish spoken in English. Or, or, it's spoken in um, English, but, but it does that. It does that nice thing where it like, especially in the first third, it dips its toe very heavily into like yeah. Spanish speaking. Uh, stuff there's lots of like Spanish slang words in there oh, so well like, not slang words but like well, Spanish some, char- some characters in the first right, like third just flat out will say a full sentence oh, in Spanish oh, yeah, yeah. and then Karen in English yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that okay uh, so not quite that not flavor. quite Spanglish but no, no, yeah. I mean, no I mean no, no, no. like I said there are a couple of characters who, who do like a full sentence or two in Spanish yeah. like, not if it's subtitled yeah that's so when, it, when it does appear it's not, so it's you know, even if you don't understand Spanish, you, but you'd learn, you'd you'd understand what it's context, from context. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's, the story, um, it's, it's that beautiful storytelling thing that Pixar seems to have down pat, where they're like, look, we know how to tell you this. It just builds a world just trust very us nice. Yeah. Side. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing. It, it, like Monsters, Inc., it sort of is like, yeah. and Finding Nemo, not so much Cars, because I don't really care for that one, but like, it's this whole, we're creating a world, albeit this time based on something that, you yeah. know, is a real celebration like real beliefs. Well, that, I mean, that's we're, we're going to pull you into it. It's definitely in the upper uh, echelons of Pixar. I think most Pixar is, though, isn't it? It's just the f- <laughs> it's just those few that 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 the the drop off is shallow, but it's like the oh yeah. But I put it in the top end, of, particularly for that emotional gut punch it's got. Mm. I, I like say up Inside Out, Toy Story three, and this probably. I mean, The Incredibles, although it doesn't have that emotional. I mean, it kind of does though, because it has that yeah. wonderful moment on the plane where they're, where they're gonna get shot down, mm. where they do get shot down, and it's just and, it's, the, and, and, it's and then, horrifying. And then, like Bob's reaction um, to that, and yeah. everything. Yeah, but it doesn't. It does not. It doesn't hit you in the same way that the Incredible, Incredibles has more of a sense of, of yeah. That the the movie's objective is fun, and we're gonna feel some stuff along the way. Mm. Whereas Coco, I think, is very much a story told from a place where they want you. To, they want you to feel yeah. everything that's happening. Which I think Inside Out was obviously very much about, and, and, and oh, Toy Story Three. I need to see Inside Out. Oh, I, 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 God knows why I've, I, I, I've I didn't see it at the cinema. I didn't see it till later. It's been years now. What's it's, my excuse? It's, it's terrible. It's such a gorgeous movie, um, and like yeah, they do the stuff every now and again with fucking. They do one of the cars. They do one of the cars. They do one of the cars. Well, that's because it was John. That was John Lasseter's baby. Wasn't yeah, it? Like, he, he seemed to be higher onto that than anybody else, and then. It naturally lent itself quite well to doing really, really well with merchandise and things like that. So Kids then it, fucking love it ends it. up being a kind uh, of self-perpetuating thing. But no one, no one was asking for a Cars trilogy. No, no. like that. That that was an I. I, I hate to spoil. Actually, I love to speculate. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, That's I, what we do on this show. We um, do nothing like but that, speculate. Yeah, I mean, I that had John uh, Huston not been fighting for it. As hard as he did, no. or had it not been such a huge passion project, that mm. would not be a thing. Huh. And I think the general aggregate of Pixar quality would be higher yeah. as a result. I think it's taken a big dip just because that those films just don't. Mm. I mean, up. if you if you look at stuff that isn't Cars, that is at the lower end of Pixar's sort of output, you're talking like, like Monsters University. Yeah, Monsters University. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy that, but it's definitely at the bottom end. Good Dinosaur. 
Um, See, Good Dinosaur, I haven't seen. I haven't actually. even seen that. I did, I, that completely Luke, forgotten about. Lou Sorich said it was. She sort of said that same thing. It's like so it's kind yeah. of like brave, sort of. But we're at this point okay. now where uh, Bugs Life, like, Disney's regular output and Pixar's output are kind of homogenous in terms of quality. Mm. Like it used to be very much a divide. Yeah, like and Pixar the was Disney the, stuff, one, the good and then one. Pixar's great stuff, and now it's much more fluid. Like mm. Moana was incredible. Big Hero 6 was excellent. Frozen. Ralph Rambles. was excellent. Frozen. Whether, Frozen where, where, is great. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. do you take away the fact that it has a very irritating... Yeah. Kind of, like, it's, it's everywhere. It's the cars of Disney. Yeah. 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 Like, the fact that that... Like, you take that Unlike away from it. Unlike Cars, it is, though, it's a great film. Yeah. Uh. And it's... it's <laughs> like, Cars is... is okay. It's, it's animated yeah. Broadway is basically what Frozen is. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I thought the it was safest really way that Adina Menzel can now do Broadway. Well, quite. Yeah. Well, um, does, she, does she like break stuff? She's no, her, yeah. she's destroyed her throat. She, she's been, she oh, just, she did, no, she's she did, Julie Andrews. Was it, yeah, was, yeah. It her, was it her second run on Wicked? Probably. She basically kept belting. She didn't mix, and she didn't take warnings oh, and try different stuff. That's why she's doing more. That's why she's doing more personal tours and stuff now because it, it, she can Dina. she can do it completely on her terms. Yeah, she can't. She, she right. can't. Her voice isn't up to a full Broadway run anymore. I mean, she's fair enough. I mean, she's what, which fair play, but it, it was it was the fact that it was the fact that it was the fact that it was self inflicted. Oh yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's, where it's, like, it's oh, her passion. Oh, it always is. It was only right. her body that held her back. But yeah, Coco is great. <laughs> How Coco great is it? Is great. It's totally great. There totally we go. Great movie. Um, go are. see it. Everyone, take a shot. Go see, um, go see Coco. It's it's a lot of fun, and you will be in floods of tears at the end. I, and if you're not in floods of tears at the end, then you don't have a heart. No, you have sold me. You have thoroughly sold me. I will, I will see Coco. Check it out. And I also will see Big Hero Six and Moana. Have you not seen Big Hero Six? No, you not seen Moana. She's really good. Make way, yeah. make way. Oh, Moana's so good, so good. Uh, that, that's the fir- Moana no, is the I've first movie that made me cry in the cinema because I've sort of reached yeah, that point. I've well. reached that point. I've gone past my mid twenties. I've reached that point where I seem to be going forget the spectrum stuff. Like I've started to actually emotionally connect a bit more with things in a way where I'm, I'm obviously I've experienced more in the world, so I'm now feeling it a bit more and things like that. Yeah, um, interesting that it, because yeah. Moana did it, and then today it happened again. This might, <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm sure that this is some sort of like mental mental thing of mine. But I've always found it easier to oh, cry yeah, in the cinema yeah. than no, I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got other, I've other, got other things going on in my bed, so that's like... You no, know, yeah, no, no, because no. just in terms so, of like something sad can happen to me, and I wouldn't cry, but if something sad no. happens to a dog in a film, yeah. like that's me going... Oh, you really shouldn't watch A Dog's Purpose, then. I'm probably not going to watch <laughs> Well, I think you'll mostly weep for the... No, that's the only happened eff- behind the scenes. Sorry. Effort was spent... Making us move. <laughs> now Into from the river. that's an Amazon Prime already. Really? Sure. Yeah. Well, they've got to put it. In, they've got to make money from it somewhere and sell ah, it to Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah. Well, shit. from the totally great to the possibly grating, it's time <laughs> for your email. <laughs> hey. This week's email read sponsored by Chris. Isn't really this mean? I promise. Um. All right. Let's let's dive into these motherfucking email. Emails. Uh, first one comes in from Dan. Um, can, Dan. I, can I read Dan's? That looks short. Yes. Uh, this, there's two of them. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> they're both quite. They're both rather I, short. I this. They're both oh. rather short. So okay. there's that one, and then there's that one, which is a little addendum. Okay. So there you go. You can read those. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is by Charlie. 
Hello, boys. Hey, hello. Just, just a quick one from me. Oh. Firstly, in your Fly. previous podcast, I think you got the impression from me that I was of CBBC age, which naturally you don't want listening, but fear not. Oh, I actually turned one. 20 next month, so Yay. it's all good. I don't, I don't remember getting that. I don't, I don't remember that. I can't remember what the, 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 the quick was exactly, Dan, but uh, I think it's because we were talking about like some kids' TV stuff, and I was like, oh, I really mean, hope I, But turning I, 20 next month, so you would have been. No, wait. Yeah, you could have been. Could have been. I started on CBBC in 2010. Yeah, no, I think what we were saying so... was he, that he was of CBC age when Chris was still a regular presenter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which he would have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which is, 12, 12 yeah. year olds are the target audience of that channel. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> even, okay. though, even though so, they may think they're too cool. For not that you're CBBC age now. Oh, no. like, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not his judge. Yeah. You're 20. I mean, if you're watching all over the place, I'm you not might... going to judge you. Fine program. Still on my plate to this, no, yeah. <laughs> to this day, or forever. However long stuff. Is forever on my plate. Is. Actually, how long is it on? Four. At I least. Think there's another days. eight. I think there's another nine episodes to go. The series. To hard sun. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I. He continues. Oh. As for the meetup of old presenters, as a show you mentioned. I also saw it on your Twitter, and I'd be very interested, but I couldn't go because my money is being drained by drama school auditions. Yeah, oh, it is, God. mate. Yeah, oh, it is. They tend to do that. Yeah, they do. I mean, it was 40-something quid a pop when we did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I can only imagine it's increased since then. And yeah. that plus travel and accommodation. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I, Megabus is your friend, Dan. Hey, yeah. fucking wait till you actually get in it. Yeah. <laughs> get to drama school. Yeah, the, you'll think these auditions are an absolute... They're... Uh, uh, save yeah, it. Yeah, save <laughs> it. Oh, man. Um, anyway, I can do. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, that's the main point of this email. Oh! oh snap! How fortuitous that you were here, Charles! I'm auditioning for drama school currently. Yeah. So I was wondering, since you're both, we're all three, actors... Uh-huh. What your backgrounds were, when you got into it, where you trained, and perhaps most interestingly, your experiences once you left. Oh, of that course, will be interesting. It seems a very difficult industry, and I thought it sat. Good God, you're right there. Good. Do, do some spell checking, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps uh, most Charlie. Inter- Charlie's had something to drink. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, it seems a very difficult industry, Jesus. and I thought it would be interesting to hear a different perspective to the usual Hollywood A-listers. You always see, <laughs> you always see, ask these questions. Okay, okay. Chaps, see where you're coming from, Dan. Uh, it's a real world experience, real lads of the real world. Let's get that okay, on one as well before ah. we get into that. So, a quick add-on to the previous email. I really should have said sooner, but it kept slipping my mind since my emails were already so long. But I'll say it now. Hope you had the most fabby-tastic birthdays, Matt. More like flabby-tastic. You may be <laughs> aging, but you're doing so like a fine wine. Oh! And also, congratulations on getting married this year, Chris. Oh, yeah, I think we slept that slip last week, didn't we? Yeah. Before, yeah. I hope you and Lucy and everyone have the best of days. Oh. Right, I promise that's it for me until next week. Tatty bye. Righty ho. Tatty bye. I, I do appreciate Tatty bye. Let's talk. I appreciate the toast-esque delivery of that email. <laughs> there, there, there's some toasty phrases in toasty there. Toasty phrases. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's very sweet. It's... Let's talk about our backgrounds. Go on. Well, well how moment, we... it's a giant window. Uh, looking out onto a brick wall. Really? 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm surrounded by plastic figurines. <laughs> and that, um, I've got a polystyrene head behind me. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do empathise with Dan because I, I've, I yeah, found no, I this it, really, really interesting because it's, it's, it, it is a mental way to, to make a living, and it does kind of attract, uh, so you know, all sorts of different people from all sorts of different places, and I've always found it interesting how people ended up. There, because uh, you know you come from all all these different places, and you all end up in kind of the same on the same project and stuff. So that's always interesting. Now, I I had absolutely no aspirations to go into this line of work when I was a kid. Like I didn't, I you know I I wasn't a very stagey kid. I didn't really have any interest in the performing arts. I didn't come from a theatre town. Um, and it was only because I because I, I, I I did a lot of sport when I was at school. And it was only after I, I hurt myself quite badly that I needed something to do with my Sundays. And a friend of mine suggested that uh, I join the local amateur dramatic society, of which there was sort of bereft of men at the time. And probably always, <laughs> they, gen- they generally are. Yeah. Um, and so, would you mind joining them? Just put on these, these costumes, stand in the back, do your best to mouth along with the songs, and that's what I said. <laughs> And I just found that just that kind of, you know, just filling stage space, such a, a rewarding experience, weirdly enough. It's such so, you know, aim low and you're never disappointed. <laughs> um, I found that to be such a fulfilling experience that I just ended up kind of going back and back and back throughout my A-levels. This was how late I kind of did this, yeah. sort of 17, 18. Um, through, through my A-levels, kind of get, get it, getting parts and getting speaking parts and <laughs> being given a solo and all that sort of stuff until it got to the point where it was like, well, what are you going to do now? You're coming to the end of the A-levels. What do you think? I, like, I, I, I enjoy the Amdram thing. Maybe I'll give drama school a go. Just kind of on a whim. And it sounds like a ridiculous thing to say now because given that it's, you know, such a industry fraught with uncertainty. So I started off so uncertain. Seems mental, but that was kind of what it was. Was I'm enjoying it now? I'll, I, I, hopefully, I'll continue, and that's kind of just gone on from there. But and here, here, here I am. Yeah, and took the dive. Matthew, Chris, um, what's your background? My background. Um, I, I got into music first. Like when I was a teenager, I got really got into music and started playing guitar, and then started trying to get various bands together and failing spectacularly and then that led into like learning how to sing properly and then that led into doing like production stuff at high school like and being a couple of musicals there and then that was kind of like oh because at, at, at high school i was always that 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 kid, that kid who was kind of good at everything like i was pretty good in all my subjects so in terms of like what I should specialise in as I got older, there was no sort of clear cut what do I actually go on to do. <clears throat> Apart from sports, terrible sport. <laughs> um uh, and then yeah, so there were any times to do GCSE stuff, I was like, okay, well we'll go down the performance route, do music and drama and we'll sing and we'll do and I just enjoy performing and uh then I went to, to college and did some bits there and then sort of had a bit of a I bounced in and out of college for a few years and was kind of directionless. Didn't really get my shit together until I was like 20, 20, uh, I think I was 20. And then it went, 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 went back to college properly. was like, all right, I'm going to go back to college, 
do performance, get into drama school, go. So did another couple of years at college, got into drama school, went to drama school. Did drama school. Uh, me and Charlie went to drama school today. We were both yeah, we, we were in the same year, lived um, together. Um, and then came out and did a little bit of work here and there. And uh, you face the sad reality that a lot of a lot of actors face. Like you say, it's a fucking tough industry. Uh, particularly if you're from a working class background, you're living away in a different city, you're having to hold down jobs to support yourself, and the work's not coming in, and and you don't really know how to put yourself out there in a way that's meaningful. Um, and it's you know it's tricky. There's a lot of there's definitely a downturn, and I think I was coming on the, I got sort of coming on the cusp of the start of that downturn because it was like a few years after the economy crashed and. It was just around the time they were looking at raising tuition fees and stuff that happened while we were at drama school. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, um, And uh, yeah, it's fucking hard, and it's just it, it got to the point where I was working here and there, but not working enough to justify staying in London. Um, and I got I got lucky. I got I made some friends at BBC Radio Drama and, and got some well, a fair bit of work there, um, but d- never kind of went anywhere from that and. The little bits of theatre I did, no one really came to see, so mm-hmm. like it was never really going to lead to anything else. So I had to do that thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going to step back and move back home, reevaluate, and try and come at this from a different angle. And then a bunch of personal shit went down, and that's not been able. That and part of that is 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 doing this, doing this podcast, and doing more YouTube stuff. Is is coming at it from a different angle, which I think is. Probably a, a way to get into it now. Um, so that's kind of been my my background and approach to the whole thing. Um, I would not I would not discourage you from from doing it, but I would say start doing your own stuff as early as you possibly can, Dan. Because like, yeah, because <clears throat> whatever one, form that takes, one you'll you'll find that. It almost doesn't really matter how quote unquote successful you are. You have almost you have very little autonomy as yeah. far as the direction of your career is concerned. And it's like zero control. You, I mean, there are obviously no. there are exceptions to the rule, but they <clears throat> they are very very few. And if you are lucky enough to, oh, fortunate enough, I say sorry, um, I think to work look, looks okay. Yeah, no, okay. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think look plays. Um, then, that, then that 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 you almost have no say in the direction in which that goes. Who knows what you'll be doing? And if that's something that's important to you, that's definitely something to take into account. And like Matt said, if you are able to create in your own way, that also helps with those periods in which you are you because you, you are you are reliant on others. It's as, you know in terms of the, sort of yeah, stars yeah. aligning in terms of getting acting work. So if you're in a position where you are able to create and express yourself in ways that you can control, that will be something that is important to you. And so if that is something you were able to do, that is something that is certainly worth pursuing. Yeah, man. Um, Absolutely. There were more, there were, there were more of a slight... Oh, yeah. It was like, most of the question. I, uh, I forget. Experiences once we left, where we trained. Uh, Matt and I both went to the Arts Educational Schools in London. Yes. It's in, it's in West London. It's a good school. It's very good for musical theatre. We had, we were there at the time the curriculum was sort of changing to a more film and TV based Yeah, we thing. were there in a very transitional yeah. period. It's a very different school to what it was when we were there. And I yeah. think from what I hear for the better, 
It's um, got you know beautiful new uh, equipment and theatres and all the rest of it. But... And it's, de- it's definitely a place to look at if you're interested in going to the more filmic side of things, mm. which I always was. Yeah. And I think you probably were. I well. was, yeah. Um... But, but, but do bear in mind, West London is expensive. I mean, London in general is expensive. Like, mm. it's it's annoying because it's to a de- in a sense yeah. it's kind of where you need to be. Yeah. Well, in the B- in the sort of BBC. Uh, style way, right? other drama schools are available. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there is Manchester <laughs> uh, Metropolitan University, which is yeah. a great drama department. There's Arden Theatre School up here as there's well. There's Alra North. There's um, uh, Royal Scottish and, um, yes. and Royal Welsh. Yeah, there, there are very good, very good. options. Like there are a whole bunch of different things that you need to take into account in terms of what is important to you, and cost and location yeah. are certainly two of them, and. Um, yeah, so the, 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 there are things, those are things we can't really prescribe to you. Those are things you kind of have to go in with a sense of already. Yeah. Um, but at the, at the sort of audition stage, it's worth kind of just sinking that, that time and money of 40 quid or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, into going, checking the place out and even just using it as sort of a recon of seeing what this place is that you're potentially going to be spending all of your time and all of your money in. So yeah. making sure that it is right for you, it's worth maybe sinking a bit of sinking a day and you know a bit of cash in before you take a plunge. Because uh, to be honest, as well, you think of these auditions as a bit of a test, and to uh, to a point they are. But you're also going in to make sure that this place is right for you because you're going to be spending a huge amount of time there, and it's going to cost you or your family or your loved ones, whatever, a lot of a huge amount of cash. And so you you want to make sure that it's right for you as well. So that's that, yeah, the thing that's that's all I can really offer because, like words. I said, I don't want to prescribe. No, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, do what you feel, man, and just stick at it, and then feel what you do. Yeah, and don't worry about like just stick at it as long as you need to stick at it. Stick at it, like mm-hmm. it can take a long time sometimes. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's why don't I said don't it. don't discount luck because just based on on my experiences um, in the industry, primarily television, but my experiences. Quite simply, luck is a factor. Like you say, stars aligning. Mm. The important thing is to make sure that you are completely ready for when those moments arrive. Yeah. You have to, like Matt says, work at stuff, make things. Like, always, if you can create your platform, do it. Yeah. Because not only are you taking sort of charge of your destiny a bit, like, you know, at least, like, you know, you're at least, like, simmering it until it's time to completely cook it properly and stoke the fires. Not only that, you are making sure that you still are warm. Like your, mm. you know, your en- your engine is running. Exactly. Like if you can't, if you can write, write. If you can't write, uh, watch. If you can't watch, like read. If you can't read, practice your accents. Practice something. Practice yeah, your just do just do like, something. Do there, anything. There, there is absolutely. I mean, this and the time and all this other stuff is a huge factor. But there is really no reason why you can't be doing something to be. Uh, readying yourself either for drama school auditions or for your working life when it comes to it. Um, so that, yeah, no, 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 no reason for you not to be, uh, keep yourself in these places. greased, mate. Keep yourself yeah. greased. <laughs> I hope that, I hope that helps. Do let us know how you get on. Yeah. I say us. I'm rarely here. Let them know how you get on <laughs> and I will listen to it through them when I listen to this yeah. later on. It's a big cycle. Never mind. Don't, all the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, you've got anything you want to say on the, on the topic, Chris? Um, uh, uh, not to, like, not to sort of say 
you know, boo to like, you know, talking about drama school and oh, yeah, studying. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you if you do happen to feel that it's it's not right for you, it's not the end. Like, oh no, like we said no, there are other avenues you can absolutely take. Absolutely not compulsory. It, it all depends on how you how you learn how you feel. Um, myself personally, I wish I'd gone to drama school. Looking back, I think there are I think there are skills that I I have lost and skills that I I never had that I'd like to have expanded upon. See, I didn't and stuff I like to have tried with, but at the same time, the way my performing career went around that time in my life was very fortuitous because even though I didn't go to drama school, I spent five years learning how to do live broadcast television. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you like, I think... Which is something I, I don't think I could have been taught to the extent that I did by just no, doing it on the no, job. No, it's, no. it's difficult for me to say, but like, I don't think you would get anything out of going to drama school after right. having that experience that you've had. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's certain yeah. stuff I've it's learned. It's a training of a different kind. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. It's, but it's still, it's just as valid. Yeah, because um, I, 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 I started performing and then in toward the, end, toward the end of high school decided it was what I wanted to do, like the very end of high school. Yeah. Studied performing arts in college, came time to apply for drama school auditions and I didn't do it. And I kept asking myself, why am I not doing this? And I realised it's because I'm very practical. I like to make stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to learn, I want to learn new skill sets and I want to develop. But at the same time, Salford University at that time, like, had just expanded its television and film yeah. like department and was about to work closely with a place that was going to open within a few years called Media City. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, like this is where I can learn to make things. And I was already mm-hmm. making YouTube stuff like back then. And I was like, I want to expand on this, but I can act in stuff. I want to learn how to make that stuff first and do this. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, but that I did two, two months of that at Solved University. I'm going to name drop them. Um, this is not reflective of, of how they are now because I honestly, it was my one experience and yeah. just me, yeah. but I found that they were very, at that time in the course I did specifically a couple of tutors dismissive of, uh, encouraging practical learning and they, they just weren't like, for example, make a short film, uh, that's going to be three minutes long. The topic is you. Great. I'm going to just check the library. We, there's no equipment available. Uh, when do you need it all shot for? this time next week right well i check there's no equipment available for a fortnight well i have my own stuff could i use my own stuff no i need you to use our stuff because we've got to talk you through it right but i don't have access to your stuff to right, fortnight yeah. after what are we going to do next week we'll have to we'll edit the footage i'm like but what are we going to i just left on the monday uh and didn't come back till um no, i left at the end of the week and was like I, i'm skiving i've never skived ever what's going mm, on yeah why am I skiving? And I was like, it's because I'm miserable. What's happening? And the next week I started going, I'm not going in today either. I'm going to have a think about this. What do I want to do? Um, do I want to go back and try it again? Do I want to leave? By the end of that week, I'd written a, um, it was a fan film project I've been tossing around. Yeah, for I remember this. Yeah, I yeah. ended up writing three bloody 25 minute episodes of this fan film thing. Got a job with a DVD production company in Salford, which is the guys who filmed the stuff at Pendleton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did a couple of, filmed a couple of shows for them. Um, and by the following Friday had got an email about audition for CBBC presentation. So I was like, regardless of how this audition goes, I'm quite confident that I will find ways to create uh, and learn and grow. The way. Yeah, yeah wow. it was it was like literally a week later I was in Ormskirk for a Halloween party visiting uh, Lou who was at Edge Hill at that point. And I was dressed as the Joker and I'd already had five beers and stood at a bus <laughs> stop waiting to get the night bus further into Edge Hill. Uh, and this is like 8pm. And I receive a phone call from who would then six months later be my producer. Um, nice. uh, asking, we've seen your, we've seen your online content. 
we've got that sensibility. In. Yeah, well, they were like, yeah. we really like your sensibilities. We think you'd be good for this. And I was like, really? Even with the swearing? They were like, well, obviously not with the swearing. Oh, I was like, okay. Uh, she was like, are you familiar with Ed and Outcho? And that sort of stuff. And I was like, the cactus are loving! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So it was that sort of stuff. Can you come down to Television Centre on Monday to, to have a screen test and, and have a play around and have a chat? And in my head, I was like, I've the got... lost iron head that you I've, think I've got, it? like, I've already got some debt because I've, you know, paid for part of the year of yeah. uni already and I've got to try and get the money back and I have no money yet and I'm not prepared for the DVD gig. And of course, I went, yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it was like, I, I will find a way. I've yeah, two days to find to, a way. Yeah, yeah. I will do it. And, and yeah, so I'm, what, that, that, when I say, like, look, plays a factor, what I mean is, like, sometimes something like that will happen. And, oh, God, yeah. I mean, I... I, I at that point, I think the tool I had in my belt wasn't necessarily my skills, but it was my knowledge of that industry because I was aware of it. Mm. The reason why I got uh, my call back was because I spoke to the puppet hacker like he was alive. I, when we improved a link, name drop programs that were actually on in a way that didn't sound like I'd just read them once and was loosely saying it. Mm-hmm. And it's because, like with my younger brother, I paid attention. And there's some shows that I watched, like the Sarah Jane Adventures and stuff like that. Mm. So. Again, like, even if you don't go down the route of drama school, if you if you know where you'd like to go, like read up, mean it when you yeah. when you talk about it, like, mm. and and again, just just keep just I think that's that's the same. Just keep it, just keep the engine running. What can I? We'll just add one last thing just before I forget because this is something that I've noticed particularly. Please do, please uh, do. Uh, uh, people who've been in uh, theatre companies that I've been involved with is whatever your local theatre is. If it has a youth theatre program or a way that you can kind of backdoor your way into productions that they have, be it in, as a small speaking role or as a member of chorus and things like that, I've seen that put people in good stead. Yeah. And particularly if you're in, in, interested in going to drama school, say, for example, if it doesn't work out this time, get involved with your local theatre, try and get involved with their productions in whatever capacity you can, because... Um, being involved at sort of ground level and watching how those processes work from people who have been doing it for a long time, that is something that I've seen be helpful for others, and that's something I still find helpful to this day, having done it for you know five six years. Um, so yeah, that that that's another thing is try and get involved in mm-hmm. in whatever you can as well. Yeah, just get in, yeah, do whatever you can, do as much as you can, as often as you can, whatever you can. Yeah, that's the one. Guys, um, you're way too serious and sincere. Someone make a fart joke, um, like noise, or um, oh, actually, that that could oh. segue <laughs> into my my question that I did not email, but I brought it with my brain. Okay, okay, is that, is that something that you would? Yeah, go for it. So let me get this one out of the way before we get on there. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> remember got, the segue for when we, we have eventually do. We got an email <laughs> saying Luke's friend returns, and there's a bunch of stuff in it, but it ends with "Should I become a regular character?" So I'm not going to the email. I'm just going to say. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> no. This is emails. We we're don't not pay doing, residuals. We're not, not bits. We're, yeah, we're not doing a bit. This is emails. Um, we are not going to start singing happy birthday to you in the voice yeah. of David Bowie. That is not how this podcast works. So that's a fat joke that will lead us into... <laughs> Hello, Luke's friend return. Um, <laughs> as, as, I, no, as I mentioned to you both earlier, it may have been off mic, I forget. Yeah, I, I'll, have, I'll type your question out. I have not been uh, keeping up with stuff that is new and current and fancy. I've been, I've, been, I've been revisiting the past, oh, ah. going backwards. Like and... 1973's Theatre of Blood. 
If only, Chris, it turns out. <laughs> I've if got only. And I've, I kind of ended up double billing a couple of films that I was really, really fond of okay. as a child. Yeah. And one of which I'm almost certain you both have seen, and one of which I'm not sure if either of you even heard of. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure with with Dan, Mar- Dan Marino and, yeah, and Snowflake. Yeah, yeah. And Fern Gully, The Last Train. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fern Gully, The Last okay, Train. You have heard of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've heard of Fern Gully. And going back to them, I was kind of overwhelmed by how quickly the the nostalgia, the rose tinted glasses got smudged. Oh, and I saw them. For, I saw these films for what they were. I saw like half of Ace Ventura a couple of years back and was like, "This is not a neither oh, of those films." Oh, are no, 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 well no, 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 Especially like the, the especially transphobic the, the took, shit. Yeah, the transphobic, the real, real homophobic. Like, Fuck now, me. Now to that's be fair, not good. when Ace reacts the way he does, they've not made him out to be a nice person. Like he's yeah, got a good heart, but he's not necessarily a good person. That's it, a bit it, of a it, cop out. It's, it's, no, it's, it's the way, it's the way that every character reacts to it in exactly the same way, and the film makes that the punchline. Yeah, yeah, three times. yeah I think yeah. that's what made me feel uncomfortable. Um, I, what my question um, is: I'm is, just is, is there anything? Fangoli was a uh, films or otherwise yeah. in your uh, uh, young lives that you have revisited, um, and the rose tinted glasses have fallen off as fast as they did for me um, and Fern Gully. Fern Gully's a beautifully Fern, animated movie. Fern is not a beautifully animated movie. It is oh. a bad movie. Oh, no, but I mean, the it's animation... Got, oh, the, oh, got, isn't, isn't Fern Gully the oh, one that has the... Man. It looks the very... The Out of stupid. Nowhere Lizard song yes, about... Yes, yeah. Oh, there, well, there's, there's, there's that... Somebody might as well be you. Yes, it's that's... It's just like, why is that in that's here? That's Fern Gully. There is also... Why does this happen? Uh, Tim Curry as Pollution. Which is great. <laughs> oh, which, is great. Yes. which is great. And that's why. Hello, I'm Pollution or something. Slime to the left of me. What is it? Uh, uh, oh, you love my toxic love. Oh, toxic God. love. It's he was given so many terrible songs to sing in animated nights projects. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, but that, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tim Curry is pollution. I can't remember. He does actually have a name. I've forgotten what it is. Now. It's probably something like Smoky Daniel. Oh, Smoky Bill. Oh, Smoky Bill. Um, oh! But is it, I'm, I'm his, his name is oh, his name is Hexus. 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 So I'm curious. Uh, is there anything that you can think of off the top of your heads that you've revisited and been uh, disappointed by your own expectations of nostalgia? <laughs> That was a long sentence. It was beautiful, and I, I like long um, sentences that, that, that take like, I'm not, physical I, exertion. I'm not good at audio. Yes! Don't be daft. Pray tell. <laughs> Recently, I have been revisiting the early 80s, the original run of Marvel's Transformers stuff. Oh, which yeah, I, which I had, the comic books. Yeah, yeah. Which is when, oh, when right. I had, when I was, which I had a, a handful of them when I was a kid, and, and that was kind of what part of what got me into like kept me in the franchise um, this is this is pre-animated series Transformers is, uh, concurrently with the animated concurrently, series concurrently but mostly um, there to plug toys obviously so yeah, what, what are yeah. we talking like 84? 84 right. 84 85 um, a lot of the UK only material okay so the way the original Transformers comics worked was it was a four issue monthly series originally a four issue limited series in the states that was expanded to a ongoing that after issue four they were like oh we'll just keep it around so popular that eventually ran for 80 issues. In the UK, it was a weekly magazine. So they had to split the monthly material from the US comics into 
four issues of Weekly Magazine. So, of course, even with splitting the strips, they had to bring their own material in to fill it out. Mm -hmm. The UK title was hugely popular. Um, And so, to the point where the the creative team from the UK title eventually went on to the US title for the end of the run and sort of saw that to its end. And the, the, the UK comic ran well into... The they both finished in nineteen ninety, but because it was a weekly comic, while the US monthly ran for eighty issues, the UK weekly ran for three hundred odd. So mm. it's an enormous amount of material. Um IDW have collected it all. Um as Big old the, the US trains, the US yeah. series they've collected as classics and then they've done the UK only material as classics UK, which has also got like history of the publication and interviews with all of that. The 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 classics UK volumes much nicer. And all the Death's Head and Spider-Man stuff. And, uh, yeah. The Spider-Man stuff's in the US one. He, ah, he appears yeah. in issue three of the US. Yeah, Sp- yeah. Spidey's in fucking the fucking weird. Marriage of Worlds, yeah. I didn't and know his, I wanted. And his black well, suit. Because G.I. Joe and <laughs> Transformers and all that sort of toy-centric Marvel comic stuff was all originally in the Marvel Comics universe. Mm. Sure it was. And then later on they were like, actually, no, it's just kind of... So yeah. you... Death's Head... Anyway, at what point are you revisiting? Death's Head's in Transformers... And then he's in the seventh Doctor comic. Yeah, yeah. Which means Doctor Who is also but technically he's in, he's in, in the this UK obscure one. Marvel universe. Because, it, because it's uh, the UK comics weird. industry was kind of... Uh, its own beast. Like yeah. yeah. Um, so the, in, I know you've done these nice collections of them and I've been, I've been going back to them. The UK stuff holds up fairly well. Like the art's really nice. Uh, sometimes it's off model. Like they don't know whether they're drawing the animation model of the character or the toy. Which are often vastly different. Oh well, one of them's incredibly <laughs> and, blocky, and, and static one of them and... does not lend it well, doesn't lend itself well to sort of action. Um, Excitement, yes, thrills. Uh, um, and you know, of course, it's, it's, it's written aimed at kids, but the writing is still a bit more sophisticated in the UK one than it is in the US one, and consistent. And you know, is it is interesting. It, is it because it's like a smaller office of people being left alone to make it? Basically, kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. good. The US stuff is. Fucking awful. It's just dreck. Like, the art is rushed. Even though it was a monthly book, the art is rushed. The colouring's all over the place. Characters change colours and looks from panel to panel on the same page. There's no consistency. The writing is terrible. I mean, it's kind of... I'm so confused. I thought you were saying the US one gets shipped here... Again, gets divided up. Oh, that's, how it, start, that's how it started. Yeah. yeah, that's how it started. So yeah, how is it worse? Because the US stuff was produced by a different team, but then it's being shipped here. Yeah, and it's fucking terrible. It's still, but it's the same. But the different creative teams, because then the UK creative team makes their own material to fill in the gaps while they're waiting for the US stuff to come across. Right, it's so, not so filling yeah. in the gaps in the like it, within not in, the, not, comic. Not in the story. So, so, it's it's like, like they're making whole books between story so. arcs. There'd be a story arc. That was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but, okay, that, I think I, I thought literally they were like, "Here's a story. No, we're no, going to no. divide that into four. We need to then fill no, the gaps." No. Again. That's just being racist. And what, <laughs> like, you're just hating on what the Americans. They, what they no, would do? They would try and make these original stories slot in between the US stuff. But they kind of gave right. Okay, so the US one. Bad. Fucking terrible. The UK one is still, you know, it's a comic aimed at kids about transforming toys, but it's a good, it's a fucking good cut above the US stuff. The US stuff is absolute dreck. Like, just fucking awful. 
bad. It's really bad. Um, that's the thing that mainly comes to mind. I've revisited... I've been revisiting the... Uh, if that's the only thing, I'm good for you for having I'm, lived your life I'm free thinking of... like... There's some, there's, <laughs> I've, I've gone back to something like I've gone back to some episodes of X Files and been like, this isn't as good as I remember. But then the show as a whole is still fairly good, and then they revived it for that tenth season, and that was fucking dreck apart from one episode. Yeah. Is there an eleventh one? It's that it's been it's on in the states. At the Didn't Gillian have piece out of it? Didn't she's really... piecing out of it after the series. Oh, okay. um, which it's been on in the states already, but it's coming on over here on fifth February. Starts on Channel Five. Um, so yeah, that's probably going to be. It's never, yeah, it's well. never ever spoken to me that series. I wish it. I, wish uh, it did, I, I mean, some of it has been like that's still probably my favorite show of all time. Like even ahead of Doctor Who. Um, you heard it here first. So yeah, stop sending. Sure I've said that before. Stop sending um, the damn questions. <laughs> Send your um, X Files questions. Matt Watson, the lifelong X Files fan, reluctantly answers an X Files question. Because it's all on Amazon Prime now. The nice, like the nicely retouched HD versions that have been remastered into widescreen and all that and all that shit. Um, a lot of the, I'm finding that a lot of those episodes, most of them hold up, and some of the ones I didn't like as when I was younger, I like more now. And oh, then, so if anything, this is the inverse then, of the question. Then the odd, the odd episode has been like, oh god, that's but, fucking yeah. as well. Either either through like themes or just effects or just mm. bad writing. Um, so but not not like huge chunks of it, just the odd one here and I there. I wonder about some like, like if I've ever seen, is it the Crying Game? Is that what it's called? And I, yeah, 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 yeah. I've not seen it. I wonder it, if that's aged like really well or just horribly. Probably horribly, considering they use it as a transphobic punchline in Ace Ventura. Yeah, it's probably not good. But I wonder if it's um, Ace Ventura's fault. Crying is fault. I'm just thinking of other stuff. I, on a slightly different note, not from nostalgia, but around Halloween, what I did was I got a bunch <coughs> of movies oh, that really freaked me out as a kid. That I hadn't got around to watching since I was a grown up. Oh, okay. And I watched them. So, like, all the Critters movies, which freaked me out when I was little, because little furry things. Sure, like, they know they yeah. are grim looking. Yeah, and I never, I had never seen them, so I watched all of those. Um, the 88 remake of The Blob. The um, Frank Darabont Rogue. Yeah, which I've um, never seen, always wanted to watch. I've only what, seen what's it the in, name in it? Um, Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith. Yeah. Um, that's where, great. where like they, that is, they, it's really good. They take yeah. the idea of of a gelatinous blob that devours yeah. humans, and it's like you'd probably be able to see that yeah. through the blob, wouldn't you? Okay, so that was, a, and it's yeah, it's like, oh, there's watch, some watching people be yeah, someone's uh, being consumed. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the, it's like it's the like, effects in it. Are- Fucking fine. It's I like don't know why I'm someone it's great. and they're reaching it's, out it's to their not... friend, trying to grab their friend's hand. Their friend's like, oh, and they're trying, they grab them, and you can see their face sort of peeling backwards on the thing. They grab oh, the hand, mate. pull yeah. back. Just they, get more play they grab the hand, pull it's back. It's really hard just to find. Put the hand in their arm. Is it? I think it's yeah. out of print. Yeah, it's. Like, it's I, it's I remember when I first. Is it on any digital service? I first, I first discovered it. Not for streaming anyway. I think I caught the end of it late night, like twelve years ago. Oh my god, that's horrifying! I caught a bit of it when I was very little on TV, and that's what like fucking scarred me for life. When they were in the phone booth, it's not. It's not like a quality thing, but it's like going back to something that I had this really strong idea about as a kid, and then coming back to it as an adult and going, "Oh, actually, I have a completely different feeling about this." Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I'm. It's like excited. Terminator was the scariest film yeah, I yeah. ever, ever seen when I was a child. But like you say, I think I've been fairly lucky in, in a lot of the things that I loved as a kid. I, I still kind of love now. You had quite a solid cultural yeah. upbringing, though. I would say, like you kind of. Even had... then, like I, but a lot of the stuff now that, like, 
whether by I, accident or not, despite your dad, I maybe. Yeah. Maybe not because of him. But a lot of the stuff that I've revisited as an adult that I recognise is not good, I still like. Right. Sometimes in spite of itself. Yeah. But it, it's very rare that I'll come to get over, come across something that that I loved as a kid that I actually hate now. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. And that, that, those those US Transformers comics are the, the the main thing that comes to mind. Transformers. Oh, mate, that Chris. Garbage. What Dude. what is what is uh, retroactively murdered your childhood upon reflection. Spider-Man the animated series from the 90s. Don't oh, you speak up in its no, defense. I completely forgot about that. Don't so you right. speak it's up in its defense. It's fucking yeah. garbage. Yeah, I remember we had a chat about it not long ago and you went, it's not that bad. The surely. X-Men one has aged pretty well. A- X-Men's X-Men's has aged, as, aged well. As those series go, it's aged pretty well. And that's taken some big like arcs and done them really yeah. well. Dark oh, Phoenix, yeah, and X-Men's... X-Men has aged phenomenally. Like, the animation hasn't aged well, but it's very much of its time. Mm. So yeah. it's not like, oh, this is terrible. It's okay, fair enough. And the Scottish slash Irish accents are the worst ever put to to film oh, or television. Oh fucking ever. hell! Yeah, they're not good. But the far and away, level. Spider-Man the animated series is to coin a phrase from a handsome man, Drek. It is it's fucking Drek. Fucking man. awful. It's it's fast packed. It, here's the thing: watch an episode of that, and it's, it's on of it. it's on Netflix, I think. It was. I don't think it is anymore. Okay, but if you can get hold of it, the spy the, the one that's like. Certainly memorable themes like, though. It sounds like a ringtone. Well, well, it's it's, 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 it's <laughs> the sixties one and just turn it to this grungy like. <laughs> oh, look at these shots of venom and the gobgoblin. Eighties kids, aren't these cool? It was these, you like these nineties. You like these things, don't you? Eighties kids, definitely. Who, the 90s. who are too old to be watching this cartoon now? Definitely like the nineties. It was so strange, but it's oh, like it, watch it now. It's twenty-two minutes an episode, and it feels like they've tried to cram forty-five minutes worth of content into 22 minutes just by changing the speed to like three or four <laughs> times <laughs> it's nuts like is ever seen Peter's talking like this from Spider-Sense wait a second <laughs> King Peter smile with your spider slave credits and you what the hell if I just punch anyone that's yeah. The, yeah, that's the show. Can't, can't punch, punch anybody. Also, if Blades do, in it. If guns do appear and the Punisher also the Punisher is in it if guns do appear <laughs> If guns do appear, they are lasers, including yeah. the police. The police sure. have laser guns. Also, that, the Punisher is in that. Part, that thing I don't mind. Need we, need, we, need we remember that not two, three years before that kicked off, Batman the Animated Series began oh. and has aged like a fucking fine wine. Wait, what? Batman Animated Series. Cl- I hadn't even connected those two as being 96, like, Batman the Animated Series. No, like, no, no, they no, no Batman the Animated Series started in 92. It's 92. 90, yeah, because it was... It Fuck! Was shortly shortly after Batman Returns to Cinemas, they did, on American television, The Cat and the Claw, Parts 1 and 2 was oh. an event. And then they started showing the episodes. Because it, it was on yeah. prime time for a while, wasn't it? It, it was, was on, like, yeah. early evening. Yeah, for the first, like, five or six weeks, they put it on early evening, oh. and then they moved it to Saturday. That has aged that. really well. I hadn't even connected Beautiful. those And that is on Amazon Prime. Uh, 96 was really when... Good. 96 was when Batman... Uh, the Batman and Rob... Uh, New oh, the new, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the second yeah. half of it where it got yeah. a reason. I've got, uh, yeah, I've got a box sets of uh, as much of it as I could. Yeah, we, I think it's just uh, there's, it's, it's there's like, more it's like of seasons. it on Amazon Prime. The, is, it, or... is it the red and the blue box set? Yes. Yeah, it's it's seasons um, like one, two, and about five episodes of season three are in yeah. that. It's, it's, it's really new, weird. All it's never been released full. Not all of it. Some of it's not streaming on Prime. Really? All it's on Amazon. 
But like, it'll be, you'll get the case like most of season one is on there, but like the last ten episodes aren't. Oh, I don't bother me. Season one DVD, but like, yeah, yeah. The states have had a complete release. The way that show, I've got a multi-region thing. I can buy it. Well, uh, well, please please let me know if it works because um, Animaniacs is only available on DVD in the states and it's region locked. Animaniacs is coming back. I don't care unless the original cast are involved and Spielberg's producing and it's uh, got Spielberg the exact same sensibilities then I don't give a fuck um, <laughs> yeah. Animaniacs was a beautiful thing that has aged well but so, Spider-Man the Animated Series is oh, dreck yeah nearly uh, as is most of the Marvel 90s uh, Fox Kids stuff actually yeah, yeah. Hulk is not great none of that Marvel action oh, stuff has aged Iron well. Man Iron Man is Iron bad Man Fantastic Four with bad. all of his supporting cast because you don't care about Iron Man because it's 1998 and you don't give a fuck about Iron Man no one cares so Spider Woman and War Machine oh also Iron Man I'm into like, theme song oh the theme songs were all just Avengers United they, they stand oh that, that was Awful! Terrible. What West Coast Avengers the animated series basically? basically yeah. Oh god, the first ever Avengers cartoon. A weird just Hawkeye a, with his Hawkeye hairy was Hawkeye was like the only star. Like he was B listers and C listers. I don't think he was a mega main character. If you're gonna watch an Avengers show, got it over there. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's two great. seasons before yeah, Disney bought Marvel. Uh, the one on the far right there. There's um, six box and then two more over here. That is amazing. A binge series, one of that. That's a great show. I think we've watched the way out. So good. Oh, yes, we have seen yeah. it. It is so this good. Was so on, well cast. This was on one of the streaming things, wasn't it, at some point? For a little bit. That, that, that is the closest, I think, the 21st century has gotten to a Batman the Animated Series level of like involvement and yeah. um, and giving a shit about its characters. But the difference is that's serialised. Yeah. Um, yeah. Young Justice is pretty good, too. Damn it, I'm talking about stuff that turned out to be good. Yeah. Um... Short Spider-Man the Animated Series is great. Spectacular Spider-Man is miles better. Short one from Tom Monty. Oh, from who? Like Tom Monty. Sponsored by Dear David. Um, dear Kristen, Matt, what's your favourite song at the moment and why? Favourite song at the moment? Yeah. Good question. Tom. That's, that's the shortest email. Oh, wow. We've ever had. That actually is. Oh, I deleted the junk mail by Mr. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's alright. I, I, I need to find it. Because it's not, it's not a pop song, and it's not really a song I should uh, like. Yeah, I like it. in I terms like... of recent music, there's nothing that's out at the minute that's really grabbed me. I've wanted to listen to um, Plum Faith's new single because I quite like Plum Faith, but I've not actually listened to it yet, so I can't say it's the act. Um, I'd say what song I have been listening to an awful lot of lately. What are you listening to? Uh, I'm listening to an awful lot of the Ballad of Ballad. Uh, the Ballad. Start again. Sorry, what? The Ballad. Of Barry Allen by Jim's Big Ego. Oh yeah, which that is a pretty that. great song. Yeah, it's it's basically it's it's a song about not not you know not having time to sort of slow down and 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 confront mm. life and and meet people and just you just keep moving on. Told through the prism of this is from the point of view of the Flash, and it's just like okay, sure, uh, sure. Their song um, Stress is also excellent. Which you might recognise is the end credits music to the Jimquisition. Um, ah, yes, yes, yes. Dickens stressed that's the way that I get things done. At the pressure that must leave too long, and I hang around like a bird. Hang around, no one me never said it, but it's Available on iTunes, please buy it, don't see It's got a great trumpet solo at the end, it just like heaters out. After Thor Ragnarok, I have listened to. The immigrant song. 
roughly 12,000 times. Like, not that I didn't love that song beforehand, <laughs> but that did make me, that remind me of, oh yeah, this is great. I sat down and learned all the parts for it. I nice. learned it on drums, I learned it on bass, I learned it on guitar. Very good. And there's also, this is one, I... Well, I that's going to happen I at happen some point. To... Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've got, I don't know when, I'm going to do it at some point. The, this one, I mean, it does need explaining, but I'm not going to. Um, it's, <laughs> it's part of the soundtrack <laughs> of a Bollywood film called Bajirao Mastani, The Love Story of a Warrior. And it's a part of, it's only the one song of the soundtrack that I've heard. It's just, I stumbled into it, and I think it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And it's is called it as Malhari, M-A-L-H-A-R-I. And if you can find it on YouTube, it comes with one of the best dance routines I've ever seen. Fantastic. And if if you can, please check it. I, I, I need someone to be as obsessed with this as I am. Please. One more time, what's it called? Malhari, so M-A-L-H-A-R-I, from the film Bajirao Mastani. Hopefully one of those things on YouTube will pop it up. I need Tom Monty. Tom Monty. Be <laughs> the one that is obsessed with this with me. Be that guy. Come on, Tom. You could be Charlie too. It's it's real it's real good. It's real good. I I I have it here on my phone. I'm not gonna play it because I want you to go out and find it, Tom. Plus YouTube will probably do, do, pick up do on you it. feel like you need the visuals? I think the visuals properly... are important. Once you've established the visuals in your head, you can, if you're anything like me. Listen to this song more or less constantly. You may have it as your ringtone. I'm not here to judge. You do you, Tom Monty. Do whatever you want. In fact, don't listen to what I've said. Go do something else. I don't care. Um, I listen to a lot of music. <laughs> so to pick a favorite song is kind of like... Hard. It's like picking a child. It is like picking a child. Um, and Just randomly. Every- That's one. Serve it to me on toast. Every time I've done that in the past, it's step rounded well. Oh. <laughs> Can I tell you a band that I used to really like, kind of still do, but I'm really, really embarrassed. Please do. To admit. Go for it. It's not really relevant to the question. I just feel like I have... It's emerging it the previous discussion. Sure it might. Dragon Force. Do you remember them? They're all right. Like they're, they're, they're kind of them. one. They're kind of one note. It's one they the thing. Final yeah. It's one thing. It's they do. one thing. And they every were the final level on Guitar into... Hero Three. Yeah. So it, yeah. you know, it sounds okay. It sounds like video game music it that people kind are doing is. with guitars. Yeah. And I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it. Um, yeah. well, I, I will give you some songs I have been listening to a lot. I need, recently. A, I need a better thing than Dragon Ball um, fucking Bollywood. I need a better. Uh, I need to check my Spotify. Um, <laughs> I have been listening to a lot of. Um, uh, Love You to Death by Typo Negative. A lot Ooh. of um, uh, Doomsday by Architects. Doomsday? Doomsday, the ultimate baby. A lot of... Um, <laughs> ultimate baby. Oh, man. What are all-time favourites? Two Minutes to Midnight by Iron Maiden. Because we're actually at Two Minutes to Midnight now on the old Doomsday clock. Um, true. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Doomsday clock. And, um, where are we on Overkill the Doomsday Clock? By Motorhead. Yeah. That's some songs that I've been listening to a lot at the moment. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the, them songs. I listen to a lot of songs. So Find the like... Spotify playlist, Walk Like a Badass. I heartily endorse everything in there. Oh, Especially I'll... if you ask a Google Assistant to say it out loud, because Google Assistant automatically calls it badass, which also, makes me very proud. Scott Snyder's made a Spotify playlist to accompany his DC Metal series. 
Oh shit! Which is just really? full nice. of metal songs. So the Dark Knight's metal has got a metal great. playlist. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty great. Are you meant to listen while reading? Uh, I guess so. No, but... listen to it while staring at a picture of the Batman who laughs. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> that, so far Dark Knight's metal has been as a series in terms of visuals has almost been as metal as Jason Aaron and S. Adrivik's Thor: God of Thunder. Every panel of which metal looks like a heavy metal cover. Pretty metal. Like it looks, it's like a book. Of Man of War album covers. <laughs> so, and uh, Dark Knight's Metal is almost as metal as that. Cannot kill the so, metal. The it's metal pretty really fucking metal. Metal. We have got one more email from Luke, but I'm not going to read it because it's mad long. And it starts off, read the subject live on the show. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing what you say, Luke. I'm not doing it. Until next um, week. Yeah, we'll get to it next week. We'll probably over, let's open because, the show with an email. Yeah, we'll open week. the show Just, with an email next week because we've run over two hours. And quite frankly, I'm uh, tired. I mean, Pithiness is next to godliness, Luke. Is that the phrase? I I'm not sure, but um Brevity is the soul of wit, as we have so laboriously demonstrated. I mean, Luke, you're 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 a child of the internet, are you not? So if you're aware of the acronym T L D R. Well, in this case it's too long. Didn't read. Not won't read, can't read, shan't read. Didn't, won't, didn't, everyone ever. I'll read it next week. Yeah, and I'll listen to it next week. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I mean, you won't read it next week, but you'll listen to it probably. You'll listen to anything we say. You'll listen to anything we say. (laughs) My podcast has a a, a 10 second skip. Mine mine is there, but I never do it with yours. I like to hear all of yours. Well, I only do it for ads. I I was even laughing, but now I'm enjoying it. I only do it for ads because I'm like, I've heard. Come buy Lisa Mattress. It comes straight to your door in a box. No, Justin McElroy, I don't want to hear you talk about me undies again. But Matt. I hear you do it every week on the Bim Bam. I hear you do it every week on Sawbones. But hey, Matt, do you need a website? Hey, Squarespace! Squarespace! Build hey, excuse it, me. beautiful! Excuse me, I, I accessed my Squarespace website through Wix whilst using the Dollar Shave Club in my blue apron. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you don't mind, we're going to stick some Audible in our ears. Harry's Razor. You lot can sit on a Simba mattress. Um, That's it from us this week. Blue Apron! Oh, God. If any of them would like to sponsor us, probably shouldn't. It's not in your best interest. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, bigdamncontact at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, bigdamncast. Also Carbon us, uh, on Netflix. What? Just thoughts out. Just No, just things good. that I've heard sponsored on podcasts recently. New Godzilla show on Netflix. New Godzilla show on Netflix. Some of this stuff is pretty good. New Godzilla show? Maybe you should buy some of the stuff they advertise. <laughs> guys. Like a Lisa Mattress seems pretty comfy Lisa right now. Lisa Mattresses. Do, 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 um, do, do, do. do you not know the Simba ones have been put through the most... Rigorous of testing. Uh, Is it a night with Charlie D? Oh, there it goes. Oh, 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 oh.